Welcome to Wrestling, and we are here every couple weeks to talk about wrestling and all sorts of stuff. We've talked about wrestling and comic books, talked about... No, we haven't done wrestling comic books. No. We've done wrestling no. video games. Wrestling video games, wrestling in toys, wrestling in sex, wrestling Wrestling in and addiction, wrestling addiction, and... Age. All sorts of stuff. I mean, we're going to yeah. have a whole library by the time uh, this thing's done, but today... We already do. We're going to talk about wrestling in 2022, and uh, before we get into that, we'll talk a few things that have gone on this week. I uh, happened to go to Rampage in Broomfield, Denver, Colorado, so we'll get into that. Justin, how are you? In-ring art at In-ring art. Justin, how are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, you know, in the middle, I've been off all week for work. Hasn't it been awesome, dude? You know, there's some people that like they need a job, they need something to occupy them and all that. Like, dude, I, I, I will do. retire right now. <laughs> like, I don't need a job to keep me busy, occupied. I love doing nothing all day and just being able to stay home and all that stuff. I, I don't need that I, I, purpose. You know, and you don't drink that much, so I, not I, that I, much. I, no, I haven't. Yeah. yeah, tomorrow I will, but I, I actually. I don't think I've drank the whole vacation, and it's been, yeah, yeah, I don't drink that much, to be honest with you. So when I wasn't drinking at all, like zero, I will say when I had my two-week break, it was better because I, like, literally planned out the whole two weeks, and, like, it was amazing. And, like, I remember thinking, I'm not going to let this two weeks go by fast. I'm going to enjoy every day. But uh, I, for me, I do need to stay busy because I never drink before work, so get a little personal here, but... It is yeah. good for me to stay busy, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I shouldn't drink uh, before work, that's for sure. No, um, no, I haven't done that for many, many years. <laughs> but I I was telling you before we went on the air, I'm, I'm two weeks free of energy drinks, and that was well, becoming like a habit. And I, I, I do see myself as someone that's an undiagnosed uh, ADHD person, and I could you see know, that. experience a lot of anxiety and stress from certain things, Yeah. so I feel like those were probably not helping me. Especially with the anxiety, especially with the anxiety, because yeah, you uh, when I was doing them quite a bit too, um, I was getting headaches and having some anxiety issues. So cutting back, I, I drink like three a week now, and uh, pretty much I do them in case of like emergencies. If I'm if I wake up on that wrong hour, and I'm going to work, I'll get one. But even then, in a ten hour shift, if you drink an energy drink at the start of your work, it ain't gonna be hitting you by seven hours no. in. Or you'll you'll crash, yeah. but you know, and like I go, I've been going to the gym working out, and when I go, like I haven't gone on a, a hike in our neighborhood in a while. But when I when I do, it's like, oh, let me get that energy drink. There's a reason to take one. Oh, um, but you got I've a been just going kind like that. Of, well, I did, you know, but now it's like, you know what? If you're gonna go work out, eat a banana, or get okay. some, just drink some, you know, coffee real quick. And it, it, it helps with self-esteem too, because you 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 tell yourself, okay, I have this control, I can do this, and you, it almost gives you more more. No, not for you. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like when you see that can that says it helps with your focus and your energy, like it. it I don't know if it really does, to be honest with you, because I've been, just, you know, I'm one of those people I could like drink a Red Bull and then go right to bed. Well, I'm trying to say that with your routine not and self-esteem, it helps right. when you have that control and you don't do it. It almost makes the activity better because you're like, man, I didn't even need that and I just killed it. Yeah, but you know, I f you feel like during the the motivation, mm -hmm. um, getting up and getting out and doing it takes a little bit more. Yeah, just doing um, it, just starting is sometimes half the battle. 
yeah um, yeah but when you're and you when, when you're doing it uh, you're, you're you're not you feel like uh, i don't know it's just something i have to get past since you know i'm still new to it um <laughs> not taking any type of like pre-workout or what maybe i need to get like a real pre-workout drink instead that's of just, the same you know it's the same thing as i guess drinks, so dude. but they're all supplements co- i'll co- stick with coffee, coffee. is okay I mean, coffee and still- a banana you know it's still caffeine, but it is much less caffeine than an energy drink for the most part. And there's part. not as much chemicals, and it's like a, you know, a bean. Well, I will say, energy drinks have so many random things, and you don't even know what most of them do. Um, I mean, yeah. just coffee and a little milk, you know, yeah. uh, and, uh, you know, if I, you know what I do is I make, we have a um, pour over, I know, really, really interesting stuff. Uh, <laughs> To start off the podcast, I like, here, but. A, I like a pour over or a uh, French press. Yeah, we got a pour over, and what I do is like I'm really like I'll make a bunch, and then I'll, you know, I'll drink some in the morning, and then when I get home, I'll have I'll have some, I'll heat it up. Yeah. Or, um, you know, what I was doing is I'll make some, and in the like at night, and in the morning before I go to the gym, I'll just drink it straight out of there cold, just to get that shot. Yeah. Of energy. And uh, that's kind of what I'm going to do now. And, has, has it become you know, a replacement? I mean, though, in that not yet. I'm still so. very young into it. And to be honest with you, okay. Uh, last week at work was a little um, mellow, and uh, you know, obviously, I've been off all week, so I haven't really. <laughs> I felt that was a good time to start cold shouldering it. Um, you know, I didn't want to do it in the middle of a stressful week or whatever. Oh, so for sure. I felt like. I'm just, you know, I'm very spontaneous. That's where the ADHD might come in, where I'm like, you know, I'm just mm-hmm. going to stop now. Impulsive, it, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to stop now. And it, it, I think it's it, it helps with positive, it's positive to the impulsiveness. Like, you know, I'm just going to quit now. And like, yeah. there's, you know, there's no thinking of something. When you, when I dwell on it, it never, I say, oh, I should really stop. But I've done I just, that with cigarettes before, dude. I was like, you yeah, know what? I'm done. That's it, that's it huh? Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad I never got into that. But, um, yeah, but other than that, I've been, you things. know, this... This week we've been really, you know, I told you off air. We've been cleaning off, cleaning up the house a lot. Cleaning um, up the house, wa- ra- watching some old Raws. Watching some old Raws. I was watching some uh, the last New Japan show. You Which know, before was the Suzuki. Yeah. Did you see that I final that. Suzuki match? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's that was pretty cool. great, huh? Pretty emotional, especially. Yeah, I didn't get, didn't. Yeah, I didn't get through ta- Takatachi Despi May or uh, Mania. Um, I know there's so but, much though. There's so much. I mean that that Stardom show, the Queendom, uh, that was great too. Been so, uh, drawing. I've been drawing a lot. I, uh, I've you know. seen that and I like that. So people buying been, your stuff too. I I got I sold well in December. I've sold seven drawings, which is cool. How can people contact you to grab a drawing? Can they just, just DM just, you? They, you see, okay, so you can go on my website, theinringart.com. And just look and see what you like, and then DM me. Like, I've been doing three for 100. Um, and, and you can do uh, all the sorts of different sizes, right? Yeah, I mean, the, they're all done on the same type of paper, most of them. 9 by 12 paper. Um, and uh, the subjects vary in size. That's what I put on the site. So You know, Justin, um, I'll tell you this. This is probably uh, off-air talk, but I recently made a Photoshop for my friend. And I won't go too into detail in case he listens, but... It was an awesome Photoshop, and I ended up having it printed on stainless steel. It was oh, expensive, sounds cool. but uh, you might want to offer that option. Then you can charge twice as much for it because it's pretty well, expensive. Well, I but. should probably charge more than I do for original artwork, but 
I don't know. I don't oh, know original. what I'm doing, dude. Original. Yeah, but all of my I don't shell prints. Like I don't know. Like you're crazy. I probably should, but I'm I'm. You know what, man? It's just I I. You I want them to have the original. You're a good. Guy I want like them that. to have the original, and I in a way like I had someone like I don't even know if I should know who this person is. Someone yeah, randomly don't, don't, just say like, just don't say who they are, but. No, it's just no, no. I don't know who they are. Okay. <laughs> but someone was 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 texting, or not texting, but DM me about NFTs, doing NFTs, and yeah, stay away. From <clears throat> yeah, you know, I had a friend that insisted on doing it for me, and there's a couple. Like, I don't know what happened with them, but it's a friend I trust, and like they have them. But it's like, a it's a bad look though nowadays. It's a, yeah, it's a I mean, look. but I I that one of my questions was to him. He didn't know, but this person told me I could. But like, I probably do. I I. What happens if I turn something into an NFT? Mm -hmm. What happens to the original piece? Can Nothing. I sell the individual Nothing. piece? I can sell the individual piece as art, right? You do whatever you want with the original piece. That that has nothing to do right. with the NFT. The NFT is a digital rights. string of letters on a blockchain that represents I... the file that you would be selling that someone could potentially make money off of and sell later. Um, uh, so I'd be selling the digital rights, basically. Not even that. You could throw it all over the internet, and it still wouldn't matter. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't. It's just, it's just like the crypto thing. I had some friends really into it, and they, and they got pretty profitable. I just don't. I just don't get it. Um, crypto's crashing right now. Most of them are crashing, and um, the <sighs> I know there's a wrestling podcast, but the right. Sam Bickman fraud situation. The oh uh, yeah, that guy. FTX, you have a lot of bullshit. Uh, you're hearing a lot, a lot less about NFTs nowadays too, um, because it, it, people had so much distrust in them from the get-go. It ended up being such so many scams involved with it, rug pulls as far as uh, cryptocurrency that it's just a bad look. Like saying the word NFT is bad for optics nowadays. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. It seems like it's like a, it's it would. No offense to people into it and doing it, but it just seems like a douche move. It's like selling I will out. Say offense to them. I mean, right now you have the board apes yacht club suing people for basically okay. saying bad stuff about them. It's, I mean, yeah. listen, I love the idea of making a bunch of money because I could use it, but like, uh, I don't know if I want to. Anyways, in invest in John Deere, guys. Don't don't buy <laughs> NFTs. Uh, that's, that's not investment that's... advice, by the way. Right? We have. Hey, to... man, I got two box. I have. I think I have about 290 drawings on that wow. website that I've, and I have more uploaded. I mean, in these boxes I have below me, but um, below me, not below me. Um, oh, I heard that. They're just sitting there filed and all that. So I have a lot of inventory, and I know that you know there's going to be stuff coming up during WrestleMania. That'll be fun. But anyways, for now we're let's we can talk about um, wrestling. Talk about, talk about dynamite real quick. Talk, hey John, tell us all about your experience in, you know, the, the frozen tundra of Denver. Yeah, but on a side note, I did a, a question on Reddit on the podcast, which is subreddit, that said, "What do you hate most about podcasts?" And the top answer was banter, which I was shocked with because that's I like that when they're funny. So uh, I like banter too, but I think it's just it's one of those like cliche things to say you don't like. Yeah, right? I, I, I don't know. That was weird because I like the personality-driven uh, banter. I will well, say the natural. Though, it sounds natural, you know, like when people are just kind of shooting the shit, like talking natural, you know, I think it comes off as better. And I think as we're doing it, we've kind of developed this chemistry 
where we're just a couple of friends. Well, yeah, you know, we're, talking, we're, right? we're just recording stuff that we talk about before the show. I mean, literally, we were talking and he's like, uh, we should hit record. I was like, yeah, good idea. <laughs> so, let, yeah, yeah, let's let's jump on to that uh, Dynamite. I won't go into the full story for everybody, but after the show, it was uh, frozen tundra outside. We had tons of snow. We spent about 45 minutes in the parking lot, Justin. Not well, that can go leave. for any uh, sporting venue. Uh, it can take you a while to get out of a parking yeah, lot. Yeah, but this isn't Crypto Center, bro. This is fucking Broomfield. Like, and and it, what, it it's never usually in Broomfield. Like the last show, you just leave. Yeah, yes, it is a line. You know what I mean? But we didn't even do oh. the main parking. We did like the dirt road parking off to the side. That's true. You're talking about. Uh, you know, a basketball, yeah. eighteen thousand. So- You're not talking about a football Broncos stadium leaving a football Broncos stadium. Broncos game or something. Yeah, right. Of course. No, this this was a small arena. Again, there's like two dirt dirt uh, dirt area parking spaces for free, and those are pretty far. Uh, those are like a, a quarter mile from the stadium. So mm-hmm. uh, we we parked at those places, and we were stuck. Um, and it was a clusterfuck. We slipped on the road many times after. Um, I live an hour away from Denver, and uh, I called it quits soon after we slipped for the third or fourth time. And what kind of uh, vehicle car. does your friend have? He has a Ford Focus, maybe. Two-wheel oh, drive, nothing... front-wheel huh? drive, right. no snow tires, um, and he's an Uber driver, and you know he's used to driving quite a bit, but this snow fucked him up. And uh, You didn't have chains? No chains. In fact, for a lot of the times, we had to pull his car mat off his floor and put it under his tire to give him traction to push him wow. out. And uh, well, a lot of people helped us. Thank you to all them for, and I'm sure they're listening. Um, a lot of people did help us, but a lot of people also gave up on us because we were that <laughs> stuck. So um, at this, at the fourth time we got stuck, I said, "Fuck it." I said, good luck to my friend. I'm getting an Uber going to a motel, and that's what I did. And I had a fun... Didn't day. you ask the guy, like, hey, man, let's go get a hotel. This is fucked Yes, up. yes. And After he didn't want to do the first time it, huh? we slipped, neither of them wanted to. And I said, mm-hmm. we need to... I, said, I kept saying, we need to plan something. We need to figure something out. But, uh, nope. And they did get home safely, so that's a good ending to the story, right? Because yeah, yeah. Your friend's got home safe, and you had it, what, spring 60 bucks for a hotel? 80 bucks, but it was fun okay. too. And you know, my I took a bet that they wouldn't make it home safely, and in a way, I lost that bet. But I'm still happy that I would. My anxiety yeah, but was you wouldn't want to collect on that bet if they didn't make it home safely. Like, and my, ah, it, you're it in the my, hospital. It was my anxiety that was so bad. It's it's not like I was having a panic attack, but I was just so uncomfortable. I was like, dude, yeah, I, and I was freezing from pushing the car over and over on crowded roads. And the car getting slipped in, in the wrong lane. And uh, shout out to my friend Rabbi because I do. He's a great guy. Um, but this was one situation where we had to split up. As far as the show, it was great. It was the best live show I've ever been to. Um, awesome. So, some of the matches, a lot of people are saying, are some of the best on Dynamite. Um, man, it was just quite an experience. Uh, you know, started w- without going the full rundown. Just what I remember and what was great. We saw. Brian Danielson versus Ethan Page. Ethan Page was over in Colorado, weirdly enough. We had dueling uh, Let's Go Brian, Let's Go Ethan chants, mm. which was crazy. Um, it was a good match. We saw the, uh, I was about to say the Bullet Club, the uh, the other B Club, the Blackpool Combat Club, 
versus who did they go against? They went against oh Top Flight, right? And that was mm-hmm. another crazy match. I had awesome seats. You could probably see me on TV. I was like in the stands, like six rows up, perfect view nice. right down on on the on the action. Um, the only shitty thing was that the camera was across from me, so when they did their poses, they looked away. You, hmm. you know what I'm talking about. But, yeah, um, yeah, they looked to the camera. No. They looked to the camera. Yeah. Um, we saw the trios match. That was the best match of the night. I mean, dude, did did you watch I, it on TV yet? I I watched most of it, but I remember you having some concerns about the trios match since it was a false count anywhere. And and you know what? I, I hope he listens to my tweet because I tweeted Kenny and said, please. It's a false count anywhere. Please do some of it in the ring, and it ended up being the reverse of a false count anywhere match where it started outside and they worked their way towards the ring, mm. and that that was awesome. And and you, it was so awesome because we're watching it on the screen and everyone's like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then the fighting bleeds in out into the entrance, you know? Right, um, right. And of course, the finish was great. We're all watching. Um, watching in the middle and they're about to tap out and we're like tap 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 then all of a sudden the spotlight shines and you see kenny up with the one-winged angel on in the corner of the arena and everyone's like what the fuck dude bang he hit it and uh they won so they're gonna be going to la uh in two weeks two weeks i believe and kenny's on a flight to tokyo probably as we speak kenny's on a flight to tokyo so uh Really awesome show. Uh, Rampage was good too. The women's matches were both good. Uh, Jade Cargill was super over. Um, Orange Cassidy and Trent was a great match. Uh, Trent was awesome. It was just, it was just a really good show. We uh, we even got to see uh, MJF for like a second. And, uh, and now, did you see that he was like up in the box? I think so. I was kind of spaced out when I was watching. I don't remember what I was doing. I might yeah, be cleaning up in here. You were, well, you're probably getting off of energy drinks, and that'll leave you. Yeah, I, I was yeah. in a weird frame of mind for a little. I don't. While. I, I don't blame you. But no, here's the cool thing: we see MJF on the TV, and I look up, and he's right above us back there. Right oh, one of the luxury suites. Yeah, and and this is not a huge arena, so there's no luxury suite. It was probably just a little box up there. But uh, mm-hmm. I see him right above us, and I'm like, oh, shit, there we go. There there he is. So great show, amazing environment. And I was wondering, this Colorado crowd, both times they've been really great, and I was wondering why, and I think I figured it out. They do not sell cups of beer there. They only sell tall boys. I think mm-hmm. that's it. So you have to buy oh, okay. a 24-ounce can. You can't buy just a cup. And, I, okay, and it's so... Colorado. People are, you know. They are known for our drinking and smoking here. How much? How much was a beer at that arena? Uh, it was ten to fifteen dollars for a tall boy can. I think that's pretty good because right. a tall boy that means you're getting two beers in a can, at five bucks a beer. That's pretty cheap for an arena. No, that's that's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, like some of the fancier beers were like, yeah, fourteen bucks for a can. But even then, you're getting that means seven bucks for a beer. And, uh, how how were the, how was the merch stands? I didn't actually check the merch. That was I knew I wasn't buying merch, but my friend got got some merch. Um, I, I don't know, man. I kind of missed the merch. I can't really speak on that. Um, You're not a merch guy, or just didn't have the not at cash shows. In the no, budget. I'm the type mm. where I'll buy it online the next day for half the price. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, 
I've ne I've never. I think I bought a sting mask once at for merch, but uh, <laughs> no. But the crowd was crazy. I sat next to two eighteen-year-old kids who were AEW freaks, um, and a we did have a dude on the, the bottom left that was kind of trying to steal the show, and he was being the contrarian, you know. Okay. He, he, he's trying to. Yeah, start. we know. You know that we know the type. We know the type. Yeah, yeah. So, but the people around me were really chill. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it was great, man. It was, uh, again, you know, the last AEW show compared to this one, you can just see how much the company's grown. I mean, because that last show three years ago, there was a lot of, like, not that great wrestling on it, and there was a lot of undercard guys, but this event was just all top dudes, basically, or, or people on the rise, and they've had three years to build. So, um, I mean, I look, I, they say you should, should listen to every wrestler could listen to your podcast, but like I had to watch Big Swole three years ago. And I remember thinking like, this chick is not, this is like indie, indie wrestling. And, uh, there was none of that. We saw, uh, Willow Nightingale and yeah, you, I heard you really raved about her online. She, well, and you know what? Um, Ruby is really good too, dude. Like, yeah. I was actually very impressed with her as well. Yeah, like, I mean, they just looked great. I mean, they, they looked great. The other cool thing is that Tony used tons of local talent for the show. I'm he always does, about, especially with Dark. you got to fill up a lot of Dark is a lot of stuff. Well, yeah, we saw um, a lot of dudes from Colorado Springs on the show. Um, so we saw a tag match cool. with a guy from Colorado Springs on Dynamite. So, I mean... Yeah, it, it, that that was awesome. A lot of people that I had cheered for in RMP in Colorado Springs, right there on the show. And uh, another thing to mention is that they have a Japanese guy wrestling for AW right now, and his name is like Hino. I'm gonna have to look. He's old. He's kind of old. He's 39 years old, but uh, he's hmm. pretty good, dude. Uh, he wrestled the House of Black. It was like two jobbers and him versus uh, pretty much three jobbers versus House of Black. They had a really good match, too, for what it was. Um, so check that out on Monday or Tuesday, whenever it's on. Um, just some other thing real quick here. It looks like Paul White will be the announcer now for Rampage. I don't know what's going on with uh, JR anymore. I don't know if he's going to be shuttered from the company or what. But what happened? There. I, I just don't think he's full-time i mean the dude's almost 70 no but he was doing yeah. rampage before and he wasn't even doing right. rampage maybe he just took the week off for the holidays well here's the other thing though this was the last ever dynamite show with that look um oh, and they're making oh. a lot of production changes so i don't hey, think listen. tony would straight up fire him but i think he's slowly fading him off and like you said it's not the worst idea he had he's probably very happy about his second life of his career now listen, like, JR's been through a lot the last few years, as we know, and, you know, JR's impact on pro wrestling has been undeniable. He's arguably the greatest announcer ever, and he's been the, you know, so many great calls. Um, you know, I've been watching those old Raws, like I told you, and he's great, yeah. except for he gets, he, at one point during the Attitude Era, very whiny. <laughs> Just well, what do you mean by that? Whiny? Well, he would just do a lot of complaining about about the bad cheating stuff, and all. Though? Yeah. Oh, well, about, you know, he about was heel, he was heel tactics. Yeah, just but he would get whiny about the heel tactics and okay. upset, and, the and king it's just would like laugh about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was just funny that you know, 
I wasn't the, you know, his calls have been unbelievable, the Hell in the Cell, all that stuff. But, you know, we, yeah. we've seen some kind of, uh, I don't know if the right word for it is kind of, I you know, I don't want to, he just seemed a little behind and almost sound like he was patronizing a lot of the guys with his his work the last couple of years. It's definitely been you know hit, or, hit or miss for the last few years where it's like, he has these great shows, and then we've seen these pay-per-views where he kind of fucks up in the first hour. It no, no, him I, off. that stuff I can understand. I, I, that's fine. I forgive that stuff. But when you're like saying stuff that kind of uh, undermines the what's going on, or like, you know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of times he just kind of says something snarky or whatever, and yeah. it kind of downgrades what's going on. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that kind of I'm like, eh, you know, that's the kind of JR stuff where I'm like, uh, it seems like he's just grumpy, you know, old man yelling at clouds kind of situations. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and no, I, uh, I, 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 you know, I understand. I totally. Understand. But love JR. Still listen to his podcast on occasion and and all that stuff, and definitely appreciate all the work he's done. But that's probably a good idea. I mean, he he had a tra- very traumatic thing happen a few years ago with his wife and. He needed to work to get his mind off of it, and he was getting making a bunch of money and all that. And well, he had a second you know, life out of his career. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I'm not talking though, New yeah. Japan. I mean, I'm talking like AEW. He really did. He and I think he's very. He's always been known as a a people person, and in fact, to, yeah. to his detriment in a way. He's always been a people pleaser in a way. So it's like hell yeah, dude. He got his, and he's probably very grateful for that. And to be honest with you, he's. Gosh, I want to say he's held what you can arguably call the toughest job in all of pro wrestling, which is being talent relations for WWE. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. He did that, that and def- announced. I mean, is that fair to say that's one of the top three or four hardest jobs that or most stressful jobs that you can have in all of pro wrestling? It I mean, used that's fair to, be, to say, I right? think the AEW talent manager now might have it harder. But, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully. with those last three or four months, but... Um, just yes. in general, you know. Yes, and I've heard many stories about good guys going up to him and having to be like, "Yo, we deserved a lot more money for this pay per view bonus and stuff like that." And yeah, yeah. You got to sit uh, there and talk to Vince, and you got to. I mean, being the arbiter between Vince and anyone is probably not talent, the yeah. thing in the world. So, hey, at least he's not like uh, North Carolina State University announcer Gary Hahn. Oh, I you know I heard that before. <laughs> Did you hear that? Was that the with the UCLA the at the Sun Bowl, right? The UCLA game. He says, "What did you say?" Amongst the immigrants, all the illegal aliens. Yeah. At, you know, so. one of one of my acquaintances said it best. He's like, "If you want to lose your job, like if you just quit your job." If you if you're not if you don't want to work at your job, just quit. Why do you know? Well, but Why? also, do you not want to work anymore in that in that area at all? I mean, right? Like because if <laughs> or, for something like that, you're not going to get hired somewhere else after some bullshit like that. It's like let's put aside how inappropriate, xenophobic, and all that stuff those comments are. Like if you just want to, like you know, you were going to get fired for saying that. You know, you were like just quit your job if you don't want to work anymore. Yeah, it's like the kid on, that at Walmart that goes on the intercom and says "fuck you" to everyone else, and then goes viral. But I don't know when you when you get viral like that too. It's like, well, you just lost not only your job but maybe your career. Um, speaking speaking of people's voices, but not so much in a bad way. Um, you and I never watched TNA basically at all, right? No, like, I we think occasionally I would go then. buy it. Yeah, and. Um... 
you know, that was kind of, I, I want to say TNA's peak was when I was just in the middle of my phase out. It always out, seemed which low is, rent to me as a, the, uh, yeah. as a side fan or just someone who knew what was going on. It always Well, I mean, me. was its peak kind of like oh, the mid-zeros, right? 05 to 08 kind Probably of era. With Christian and Sting and maybe Jeff Hardy. I You know, I remember kind of like channel surfing when that was a thing back in the day and I'd run by it and watch it for a few minutes. But yeah, it always seemed a little like on the lower end and it would be like, what are all these recycled WWE you know, EI guys doing here and stuff yeah. like that. And, but well, w- one of the best things that people say, and I've gone back and listened, was the announcing. And uh, one of Mike Tanay, who we probably all all know, right, um, from mm-hmm. the years. But Don West uh, recently passed away. I won't go over and over uh, about it, uh, as if I even know Don West that much. But from what I've heard, is he was a QVC guy. That's where I knew him the most from. He was hawking baseball cards and coins and yelling really? and screaming. He was great. So yeah. you remembered him from QVC? Yeah, I remember him. You know, hawking baseball cards. I'm gonna give you two grade nine of such course. a brothers. You know, of um, and hawking coins and uh, you know, kind of like a Billy Mays type of thing. I don't know if you remember Billy Mays. Oh, with the, I remember Bill- Billy yeah. Mays here, but yeah, um, yeah. Well, sadly, passed away. Uh, he was under sixty years old. So really terrible, mm. and uh, our hearts go out to him and his family and all his fans. Um, you know, a lot on Twitter, you've probably seen a lot of his uh, classic calls from TNA. Some really great moments. You know, Jeff Hardy dives and all this crazy stuff that, you know, what, what you and I don't, well, we realize this, but we don't, we weren't part of it, is he was a voice of a generation to a lot of uh, fans. Um, you know, it's just one of those things I have about regretting about wrestling is that phase out? I really wish I could have talked to myself in two thousand two, and just say, "Hey, dude, just keep up with it." You know, I don't stick I it out. We, I think we needed that. I don't know if we'd be as much fans as we were nowadays if we didn't take some time off, dude. Yeah, that was a long time. Although man, you know but... what, we might have been like, "God, it finally got good again." But remember, uh, like, there were no five star matches for like years and years and years uh, and years. That's and years, true, dude. I guess. But anyway, I mean, I I do. One of the regrets I have is that I missed that Shawn Michaels second act. Yeah, stuff like okay, stuff yeah. like that. I, I could kind of see, or maybe seeing John Cena, the rise of John Cena, stuff like that. But uh, well, yeah. that I could have missed. I I kind of remember when I was tailing out, uh, Cena was just becoming like a thing. Okay, you got out of it way later than me. When I was coming, when I was getting out of it, like the the Rock was becoming a really huge deal. So. Yeah, I was thinking, I was kind of started to phase out, like, 02-ish. Okay, it was like 99, 2000 for me. But, um, yeah. but yeah, so Don West, um, maybe uh, check out those clips on Twitter, if you can find them. Even Will Ospreay, did you see Will Ospreay's tweet? No. Yeah, Will Ospreay was saying, like, this was the voice of his childhood. So, a lot of mm. influence there uh, on a lot of people that really grew up with the guy, and you gotta, you gotta remember, man. TNA did better ratings back then than Dynamite does nowadays by quite a bit. Um, it yeah, was, it's a different uh, model. It's a different era. There wasn't, there wasn't Netflix. There wasn't, uh, you know, all that those streaming services and just other things to occupy. I mean, people, like I said, were still channel surfing and. I, I understand. Tivos that. were barely a thing. You're right, but there were still millions of people that watched it. 
on on the weekly um and yeah. so it was uh, very popular i by the way i went into that motel and i tried to channel surf this weekend god that brought me back like you remember when you would channel surf for half an hour and not find anything yeah probably the same thing now <laughs> no i found the crime and corruption network i found a show so, well, I, I don't know if I, I told you this, but um, when we went to Vegas for that one night uh, back in July, my kids were watching the TV in the hotel room, right? Well, they didn't have Netflix in the hotel? No. Yeah, they didn't. So we're, we're, they're watching the TV and, and they're going through the, the guide, right? Of course. And, you know, they're like moving ahead and trying to hit enter so they can watch something and... They're like, hey, you know, it says that this is this. I clicked on this, <laughs> and this is still on. It doesn't start for two hours, kid. Yeah, I was like, yes, because this is on from seven to eight, and you want to watch something that starts at ten. So I had to explain them the concept of television. You can't just watch something whenever you want. <laughs> you you have to uh, wait for it to come on. <laughs> yeah. And they yeah, were they they, they just it, they like they couldn't get it. It was just a streaming a streaming list. Right. It's streaming world, yeah. So, like, I basically had to explain my two sons, born in 2011 and 2014, respectively, what Jeez. television is. What <laughs> broadcast television is. is Netflix was uh, out when they were born, dude. Netflix? Well, I remember, yeah, watching when uh, I, I was mean on streaming. my... I mean streaming. 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 They were born into streaming, <laughs> pretty yeah. much. Yeah, that is. And a... that's what they're doing right now. They're probably, I don't know what they're playing Among Us or something with their buddy right now. Yeah, don't get um, don't get me started with the bullshit. But I remember before, and I know you do. Before there was even a guide, uh, it was your oh, monthly yeah. TV guide that you got from the cable company. Or you would go to channel three and you would watch the ticker for what's on every channel. No, I'm saying we didn't even have that. Yeah, like, we didn't even have that. But the, right. But then it upgraded to the ticker where you would slow. That would take like ten minutes in its own. The TV Guide channel, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that that was all. I watched a lot of HBO when I was younger. That was like the good Hail. channel for a while. Sure. Uh, and there were sex shows on late at night. So, yeah, um, that, yeah. So very sad for Don West <laughs> with the awkward transition there. Um, did you get to? You did haven't seen any Stardom this week, right? Nope. Heard it was good though, but uh, Jul no. Julia finally has won the red belt. So, she won the red belt over Surrey. Yeah. Yep. And uh, wow, they, a lot of people saying it was time. Okay, uh, lot, sure. Well, I mean, I don't know enough to comment, but good, yeah. I mean, she's very marketable, I know that. A lot of people saying that it was a great match. I saw the finish. It looked really awesome. So, uh, shout-outs to Julia for that win. And I have yet to watch the rest of it. There was a lot of stuff. There was a show in Mexico recently. Um, the right. big tri AAA show where... FTR the dropping belts left and right. FTR lost. Yep, yep. They might be losing on the fourth two. Uh, we'll see about that, which I wouldn't hate necessarily. But uh, we got the big. They're probably going to come in there as heels against the hometown Japanese. Oh, natives. for sure. So, for sure. And um, yeah, it looks like. Uh, well, we got a lot of stuff coming up that we'll probably talk about, like Sasha Banks, pretty soon. But I don't want to spend too much time talking about that because we'll see when it happens. Um, what I do want to talk about, though, is 2022. And I want to say, this was a fucking pretty damn good year for wrestling, dude. Yeah, I would I would say so, man. 
one of the better years that I can remember. Just, just there was so much stuff. You had the improvement in. Well, let, let's just pull. I'll just pull it up here. Let's see. I got it up too, actually. Okay, cool. Glad I still had the window open. Um, now I can't find it here. Ooh, you did some wonderful formatting. I'm. Is it untitled document? Oh, it's it's, it's okay. more oh. podcast notes. Okay, okay. I found a document that says wrestling in 1997. Mm. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we had a lot of stuff happen this year. We had AEW Dynamite go to TBS. Not really a big deal to either of us. Um, we had Ring of Honor start the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame. NXT Level Up started. Okay, none of that stuff matters. Let, let's keep talking. <laughs> uh, Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor, right? He did, Yes. Pretty big deal. Um, I don't yeah. know if it's been the best thing in the world for them. Um, what do you think well, about it so far? I, I would, it's, a, it's kind of got a work in progress. Um, kind of an incomplete right now. Um, You're telling me it is a work, It hasn't been fully hatched brother. yet. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it, it is a work in progress. There's been some awesome matches, right? I mean, the FDR stuff has been great. Um, we've seen Claudio. Great. We've seen the Briscoes. That's what I was saying. The FDR stuff with the Briscoes. Yeah, right. So uh, it's been the, been it's been the closest thing we can get to the Briscoes on national television, I guess. Yeah. So, like you said, work in progress. We'll see. I really would love a. I I guess we're gonna see what happens pretty soon once New Japan gets involved in all that stuff, and if they start. My idea was that they would combine strong and ROH or something like that. So, where, where, did you think of that at all, or were you thinking that? Uh, it didn't really occur to me, but, I mean, it seems like a very logical thing. Yeah. So, just an event that happened this year that uh, really was a big deal, but has not yet filled out. So, you know, we have not done wrestling and ring of honor and i, I want to wait a little bit until we do that episode because yeah i think we did the closest thing we did was just basically tony khan buying ring of honor and i think we kind of touched on ring of honor overall we we did we did we touched yeah. on it uh we did touched on it and the, the episode might have been called wrestling ring of honor to be honest but uh it wasn't the full on we didn't talk about every champion and all that stuff like we did with uh stardom or nxt right um so Let's see here, uh, WWE Network terminated program in Russia. That sucks for the Russians. Why do they have to be punished for their leader making bad choices? Let's not get into it. Um, Ring of Honor, Jim Crockett promotions. Uh, Ric Flair held his last match. What do you think of that? <laughs> I mean, I well, first of all, I heard that Ric Flair has that documentary on Peacock and... I heard it wasn't yeah. very good. I heard it's like very... I heard it was I heard it was great. Actually. Did you? And who'd yeah. you hear that from? Uh just various name? people. Are you sure you didn't hear that from Connor Conrad Thompson? No, no, not from Conrad Thompson. But You you listen to Ric Flair's podcast, by the way? No. It's pretty funny, I'm not gonna lie, dude, because uh, I listen to the one where he just talks mad shit about people and he leaves Conrad speechless. <laughs> he says I... some wild shit, bro. I love Ric Flair, you know, and I, but I, I, it's one of those things where, like, uh, you know, 
I like eggnog every once in a while, but I'm not going <laughs> to drink that shit every day. And if I did, yeah. I'd get sick of it, and I'd find out how gross it was. And I might throw up. So I'm going to keep it. At, I'm going to keep Ric Flair at a distance. Okay. And just appreciate how great he is, and watch the occasional old promos, and just love. Rick. I don't want to get too close thing. to the sun. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> so I'm gonna. I, I I'm gonna let. I don't know if I want to watch that documentary about a guy who, you know, drinks all that alcohol and then still after almost dying. And to be honest with you, guys should be dead now and still drinks alcohol. Like oh, he, I just he don't. said he will never stop. So see, that's I I just I can't. Although he's kind of I, I don't understand that. You know, when you get that old and you're drinking and you're still alive, I guess it's kind of like, hey, fuck it, I'm gonna. And, die and also, yeah, I guess. But I mean, I always think about Alan's Alan Arkin's character from Little Miss Sunshine. He's like, I'm 75 now. I'm gonna do drugs and do whatever I want. Um, but. You know, the whole thing with the uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Like, yeah, that. All that stuff, though, I thought was kind of known about Ric Flair anyway. So I didn't really think that anything was uncovered from that. Well, a lot of people have claimed that they knew that Vince McMahon would hire women to do all... And and it's some of those things that, like, people kind of know about, but, like, no one talks about. Right, right. Between it being in the front. And also, remember that that episode did bring the woman, the flight attendant, to speak and stuff. Right. So it put a face to the situation that wasn't previously there. Um, Well, anywho. It never happened, though. But I will will tell you that I will have a lasting memory of walking in the bus station in downtown Denver and hearing Ric Flair just totally bury fucking uh, Hulk Hogan and. who else? Uh, oh, I love that. I'm, anything anti Hogan, I'm for. So no, I'm cool he, with he that. Absolutely hates. Why, <laughs> why is his name not the WCW promoter? Well, I can't. Remember. Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff. He fucking hates. Good. That. I'm not a fan of Bischoff either. So there's a lot of things I have in common with Ric Flair, but uh, but, but yeah, <laughs> at the I same know, I time, you. I got you. You understand what I'm saying? Like you don't want to. I don't want to get too deep into that. Um, did you see you know. why Ricky Steamboat said that he refused to do Ric Flair's last match? Yeah, because he has a pacemaker <laughs> and all that. Like, I you see that's what I'm saying. It's a pretty like, intelligent thing. I I feel like Rick did it. Should I don't even think he did it for the money. Episode? I don't. Yeah, I don't really. Well, anyway, like we yeah. could just talk about. I mean, what did what are the wording you put? Pathetic. I mean, I don't want. I really. I'm looking at the notes here because. Uh, and this is coming from two Embarrassing. Well, I mean, I felt like he... It's one of those things where, like, nobody was asking Ric Flair to wrestle again. No, no. You it's, know what I mean? You know, some things they do for their own... own yeah, I, I, it was... Like it was a, it. Uh, okay, I did it. I think Rick, you know, when he cheated death that time... Or, a year and a half ago, or whatever. Do you remember it was. when the tweets come out like Ric Flair's dead? Yeah, I really <laughs> I think that he's like, you know what? I'm gonna, you know, go even crazier now. <laughs> I'm even gonna wrestle. So I think he had a list of things that he wanted to do, and it was a very self. He did it for himself. I don't think he was doing it for like, you know, his grandkids that have never yeah. seen him wrestle or he anything like that. Wasn't doing it for so. Jay Lethal or his daughter. No. It yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was just something. It was just fine, but it's just one of those things where, you know, a meme where it says nobody, and then Rick Rick Frayer decides to wrestle another match. You know, and like, probably do it again yeah. in another ten years. Um, right, speaking right. Speaking of so. really old people, Vince McMahon retired from WWE. This is, you know, 
everyone says like biggest news in wrestling history and really it actually is like technically i guess although i will say like after the allegations and all that stuff happened the news was not as talked about as some other news this year but still it was when you think of the impact um and the effect and all that stuff really huge news the allegations um and the retirement um that was a real big deal this year no listen what was one of the things we've been saying as wrestling fans was always just like a common sense was we can't wait no 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 just on the basis of vince isn't giving up until he's dead well that's right well and that's what i meant it's like oh well, no, my thing was like, he, he, it's going to, okay, this is not the same thing as you're saying, but it's like, WWE's going to get good when Vince either dies or retires. Oh, well, that aside, I just think one of the things we said is Vince is never going to quit. Quit. Vince is never going to, you're going to have to, he's going to have to die. That's the only way that, the you know, to, that to stop Triple him H will take over. Having his hands on the yeah, he's going to have to, he's going to die, he's going to die first. And he's That's still a majority share, shareholder, right? Yeah, well, I mean, just in terms of just being, having that office at every arena on the road, like, yeah. and being the main, the main person, um, we always said he was going to do it till he died. So that's the shock. The allegations sure. and all that, not not surprised, <laughs> to be yeah, honest no, with you. Not but the fact that he actually is allegedly no longer in charge, and he's still alive... I don't think it's alleged, brother, or else I'm pretty sure uh, we well, I'm just saying, all these dudes back. Right, right. I'm just saying. I'm always leaving that window open because you never know. But the fact that he is no longer in charge of WWE and is still alive and wow. somewhat is and lucid is, <laughs> we don't and know add that. That is the biggest uh, story in wrestling history. Yes. Pretty crazy stuff. Outside uh, the ring. and Yeah, I mean, it's up there for sure. I mean... And it's, it, obviously, I think it's the story of the year. I don't care what your favorite promotion is. Vince no longer in charge of WWE is just insane. We're, we are a result of the people we talk to in our bubble. But I think there there was a bigger story. But uh, that was obviously the impact. And that's why I say technically it was the biggest story of the year. And it is a story that will probably go down in wrestling history. Right? So. Oh, yeah. I mean... Yeah, we're, we it's all like remember it's, where it's, we were, kind of thing. It's like a pre and post Vince, you know, era. So yeah, yeah, that happened on July twenty second of twenty twenty two. July 29th, New Japan Pro Wrestling and Stardom um, announced the creation of an ID IWGP Women's Championship. Just like the ROH situation we talked about earlier, this is a current work in progress, but I think it's a good step for the company. Would you say so? I mean, we've all kind of wanted some type of integration. Um, I, you know, with New Japan, I think we were all kind of, you know, especially the Western fans, we're kind of wondering yeah. why isn't there isn't some kind of integration. Um, and let me, let me I just mean, say, man, there were always a lot of apologists uh, out there that would tell us, "Oh no, this is actually this is a historical thing, and that's the reason." Or it's giving us all these trying to like mansplain these excuses about why you know and so it was really nice to finally see new japan just say you know no actually this is a thing now so i mean and, you the the same corporate entity owns the the top women's promotion and men's promotion yeah 
top it was only a matter of time. Yeah, it was only a matter of time before this happened in a way, but the only thing that was really stopping it from going, I think, that took a little bit of work was the fact that they're um, broadcast under different broadcasting companies, right? Yeah, that and also the former... Rival ones. Former president of New Japan had a different vision. Uh, what right. was his name again? Harold May? So Yeah, that yeah, that's yeah, yeah. And with the with the new president there's been a lot of in my opinion positive changes. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that that happened and again the work in progress, right? We have Sasha Banks appearing at the Tokyo Dome, which has been so much so as so much as confirmed I've heard recently. Uh she's there now, allegedly, but you know, let's wait and see what happens. No, I, I believe that, like, even the president of New Japan made a statement. Um, anyways, yes, he hangs out with rapper Tomoro in Japan, okay? I'm, I, I also heard she was in the building at the recent Queendom show, um, hmm. which would make sense, right? Why the fuck wouldn't she? Oh, absolutely. So. She's got to be making her rounds. Probably, probably in one of those, like, have you seen those suites inside of stadiums that don't let you see the event? Like, have you seen those? They have them at, like, Madison Square Garden. They've got the suites that, like, just have a TV for, like, super celebrities. Well, it's like an office. Yeah, it's like, or why would you go even want that, you know? I to watch TV. Make, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, uh, uh, w, tell me about NXT UK. I know you were a massive uh, fan. Um, you watched every single one of those, right? So, were you sad when NXT UK brand uh, stopped? On September fourth. Um, <laughs> is that when it happened? Is that recent? Yeah, yeah. They folded into the NXT normal. NXT normal. NXT normal. Yeah. Um, I, NXT I, that is. I, I mean, I remember watching a few of the things. I some of the pay per views um, were over good. the years. Actually, yeah. to be honest, Justin, NXT UK had a lot of great talent on it. It's just no one watched it at all. I mean, they had those really sweet venues that they would use there. Those. True. Um, yeah. a lot of Pete Dunne, a lot of the, you know, Walter matches and uh, wasn't Bay. Chris Hero involved with NXT UK for a I, while? I think so. I mean, even, um, I mean, for a little bit there, what's his name? Um, Finn Balor went over there for a, for a match. Um, and they, but yeah, yeah. Tyler Bay, I mean, you had, uh, Pretty Deadly, who's turned out to be pretty good. You had, uh, Mako Satomura from Japan. Right, um, right, her too, yeah. Blair Davenport. Um, so that is no more. They will be relaunching as NXT Europe in 2023. We'll see what that even means. So ah, same um, thing. Another, <laughs> another kind of. Come on, we'll wait and see on that one. So yeah, I actually do need to change one thing that I said because I made a decision, a change. Okay, no, I made uh -oh. a change in my decision. However. Let's uh let's get down to our awards. Now the award yes. winners of the these events will not be given any type of physical award this year. We were not able to get that, right? Cuz we were going to give all the award winners physical uh trophies. NFTs. NFT trophies, yeah. But we were not able to do that. So instead, we will announce the winners here. And tell you what, if anyone on this list that we give an award to DMs me, I'll give you a free drawing. How about that? But they have to pay for shipping, though, right? No, I'll pay for the shipping. That's cool. You'll pay for the shipping? Sure, why not? Jesus, that's 
that's like giving away a free piece of gold to somebody. But what? Yes. Yeah, okay. You're crazy. But uh, now, will you give them a drawing of themselves? Maybe. I don't know. Let's just wait we'll till someone actually we'll DMs me first. Okay, I'm sure Solo. We should start at the bottom listening. of this list, huh? That, that, Big, biggest news. That's what. That's what I was. Uh, okay. That's what I was thinking too. So here's here's how we should do this, Justin. Um, we'll go in different order. You, I'll announce this one, and then I'll say my winner. You can do it. You announce the second one. Say your winner. I announce the third one. I'll say that. Does, does that make sense? In the order that we have it here. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll direct us as we go. Yeah, okay. go first, and then you'll show me the way. So, uh, I'll show you the way. Okay, we Every have... Uh, we We kind of have category. We have our categories, and then we have quote-unquote nominees. But these aren't really nominees. They're just people we threw on the list from brainstorming right. that do deserve the attention and do deserve yes. the acknowledgement. Some of these is like this one for biggest news. We only have three things written here, but there's actually like what we just talked about, like Tony buying ROH and stuff like that. Those are big news right. too, but there are a few that really stood out. And, um, you know, so yeah, the first one we have here is biggest news, which it's like, now that I look, we have biggest news and best news, but we'll say biggest news. So the a biggest, little crossover there. Yeah. The biggest news of the year, I'm going to say... I'm going to say this was my thing, okay? And this was from my perspective here. And I can't see the world from your perspective. I tried when I took peyote, and it didn't work. And uh, so the thing is, is from my perspective, while the Vince McMahon thing is technically, like, you'll look back in the history, the most talked about thing is what I'm going to call the biggest news. And for me, the all-out CM Punk elite thing was the biggest news of the year. Um, it was non-stop talk. People are still talking about it to this day. Every podcast talk, dedicated. In fact, we, you and I, had to purposely minimize it because it was so talked about. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. I mean, I think that's the biggest news for the for the for the for the for the marks, the nerdy wrestling fans that we are. That, is it just I mean, the that bubble that I'm in? I'm in your bubble, um, but I don't think there's anything as polarizing as Vince McMahon. Yeah. An undead yeah. Vince McMahon no longer in power in WWE is, I think, just that's... People that weren't wrestling fans were talking about that, you know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, it did, it did start with, you know, it did start with a New York Times article. Which is pretty much as, as as mainstream as you get. By or the way, Wall I'm, Street Journal or something. Or excuse something me, Wall like Street that. Journal. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm green and you're blue on our highlights there. Okay. As you do, you see that? Yeah. So if Vince McMahon DMs me, I will send him a picture. You will send him a picture. Do you ha you have a few Vinces, right? So I, I have actually. I just sold the Noki. Bang three sixteen picture, but I do have a Vince. I think. Send him a picture of Antonio Noki. I think he would <laughs> I can like do that. that. So, Antonio Noki obviously is. A huge story as well um which which was our our uh, other one and you know yeah massive story you know there's only a couple more people that would die in wrestling that are bigger than him you know you got your hulk hogan and your and, and we don't obviously want to that to be news you never want it to be news that a wrestler died but uh when enoki died and we got to do that enoki episode and we really went into his life and learned about him more 
I learned a lot from that. I mean, didn't you? I mean, it's just like, whoa. Well, it's just one of those things where you realize how much influence he had um, for things you don't even know about, right? So... I mean, um, remember the North Korea stuff, dude, and then like the, the North Korea stuff, the MMA kind of blending, and the, also I I think the there was an element relationship. Uh, what's that? The Baba relationship with Giant right. Baba. Right, but there was also an element of his theatrics and almost like a sports entertainment element that he had as well, right? Definitely um, sports entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. So, so you know, so we, to call him the Japanese Vince McMahon would not be too much of a stretch. Yeah. Um, and actually, a uh, probably a better wrestler than Vince, too. Not quite as good a heel, but better wrestler. Um, now, I will say, uh, where do, we, don't, we're not, we don't need to agree on this. This is, we have two winners here. Um, if we had to agree, we'd probably be here all night and yell at <laughs> each other. We don't want that. So, we're biggest news jerseys. is the CM Punk all-out fuck-up. And Vince McMahon. Well, we got the best news, right? For next. Yeah, the best news here. Um, so go ahead, talk about that. So for the best news, well, best news. Um, like we said, there's going to be a little crossover. So we have Vince McMahon stepping down and Triple H taking over WWE Creative. Um, as you hear a siren in my neighborhood, and maybe some kid. Like I said, I had to preface this. I think I said this at the beginning of the show. My friend, my kids have a friend over, and they might be a little loud here and there. So uh, I didn't hear him that much. I'm sure we'll yeah, hear more yeah, sirens because little... of the air. You might, we might hear a car crash or a homeless person. Right. There's some uh, rain in it. We're gonna have some. We've been having rain here. Uh, Kenny returns to New Japan to do the Osprey match. Big news in our little bubble. That's for sure. Um, he hasn't Shibata, up yet. So do we? Do we know? You know. He's on he the could card. Break his ankle on the card. Subject to change. He could have gotten really injured in that match you were at the other day. Okay, uh, Shibata's back, ish. Um, Who actually he, wrestled? He, actually wrestled. And he recently had a Tom Lawler match, I believe. Uh, some type of. He did. Thing. He beat Tom Lawler in a I I. I, I quit match. No, no, no! It was an uh, UWI no, okay. rules match with okay. no head strikes allowed. Nice. Oh, okay. Uh, Forbidden Door is opened uh, with this kind of crossover thing we're getting. Um, big deal. Forbidden Door itself. Um, mm -hmm. We we have guys kind of crossing over. Even the WWE guys coming to perform the, the, at the there, Tokyo Dome this year. The, the term Forbidden yeah. Door nowadays. Someone said it was bastardized, and I am like, no, well, sure, no, it's not bastardized. He's like, it should only mean when a New Japan guy wrestles, and it's like, no, actually, the wrestling landscape has opened up with a lot of companies but you know we're seeing a lot of politics lately so that that door might be inching closed uh with some companies triple <clears> eight <throat> lately so right um well, well you know it's gonna it's gonna be something that opens and closes sporadically so to all the people, uh, remember we saw like... noah versus new japan earlier this year right we saw yeah. forbidden door we see mm -hmm. ddt guys wrestling in uh aew alongside new japan guys alongside right that Triple stuff will probably continue. Um, and then, of course, we had, you know, Stardom and New Japan finally having that little X in between them. And uh, yeah. kind of crossing over and collabing, if you will. Uh, yeah, all we, the kids talk, are we talked about what that happened we just, earlier this year. Yeah, we talked about that. Um, and then just the Cody Rhodes saga. I know it's kind of calmed down since Hell in the Cell when he... No, but it was, you know, a huge, was, out. It was huge. Huge deal huge. that AEW had its first, quote-unquote, defector... 
go back to the WWE or go to WWE from AEW. And, and not um, only that, but come out the other end even better. Yes, he ended up going back to a place that his character just fit better for that uh, crowd. And uh, I think it, it got a little uh, abbreviated because of his injury and whatnot. But of course, you know, he's definitely one of those guys to watch for 23. Um, for sure, for sure. He just did an announcement on Raw. Right, right. So Yeah, he did, didn't he? Um, is he going to be in the Royal Rumble? Is that what that, he announced? That has not been announced yet. Okay. So, we'll see. And, uh, of course, we, we hinted at earlier, Tony Khan buy, buying ROH. Um, we talked you know, about a that. Lot of, yep. a, a lot of talent in WWE and, you know, in AEW have a huge history with That's ROH. True. And we said it's kind of a work in progress. That was a big deal. And then we finally saw, we saw Stone Cold Steve Austin actually have a, re- uh, a match at WrestleMania. Uh, which was not a lot of things we had, not really anything we thought we'd have on the bingo card. Uh, no, I remember year. him saying he would never wrestle again. Um, now, I will say this, dude. In hindsight, it was not a real... There was a lot of smoke and mirrors there, right? Right, but it, it, I mean... It was a match, it, it though. turned out great. turned out great um, for what it was. I didn't... That's another thing. I didn't really need to see Stone Cold wrestle again. The guy's in his mid-50s. That's kind of made. That's kind of what made you know? me sad is that he's like, I'll never wrestle again. He go, he, I remember hearing him saying, I already was at the peak. What else could he said? If I wrestle again, then I'm going to say what's next after that. I and mean, I, I, arguably, Stone Cold Steve Austin is the biggest wrestler in history, and I've been watching a lot of that '98, '97 run. It's unbelievable how much he held that universe in the palm of his hand. You should really go back and watch it because there's nothing like it. With the way Stone Cold was loved and the crowds with him, there was nothing like it. Um, It was unbelievable. Not even the... the, the, Hogan's was big, don't get me wrong, of course it was, but the way that the show and everything just revolved around Stone Cold, even with The Rock kind of sprouting out, and I was always a Rock guy when he was a heel and all that stuff. Stone Cold was a result of Hogan because back then there was that backlash of... Oh, do you really want your positive babyface guy saying, eat your vitamins? That's lame, you know? And so Stone Cold was the anti-hero. Um, exactly. And it was that, it's just that perfect timing between his character and the way that society was. Anyway, just I, at the time. You're right. Anyway, right. so just so what best return. news, I see that we kind of have this one in common. Um, obviously, this is another thing kind of like on a bigger scale with Tony buying ROH. It is a work in progress still, but I think we've all uh, wanted some fresh uh, ideas and eyes on WWE's product. Um, are we back to watching it every week? No, not yet, but um, getting Triple H and kind of... watching their pay-per-views, though? Yes. Yes, yes. And, and we've been watching part, a lot of those live. And exactly. Uh, and, I mean, we were the type who would not watch pay-per-views live and just see how they were and then maybe not even watch them afterwards. I mean, I mean, Justin, you and I were not watching Stomping Grounds live. I doubt we even went back and watched much of it. Okay, I watched yeah, it live, well. but um, no. Now, I mean, we're talking. So we're already making plans to watch uh, Royal Rumble uh, together. Well, uh, every year, I would watch year, Royal but, Rumble. But we watched year. Survivor Series live. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're we've gotten excited for some of these big match Hell in the Cell, you know. Mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Vince McMahon taking over WWE Creative. As Justin alluded to, no, we're Triple not H. watching. 
Triple H? Yes, Triple H. Triple H taking Sorry. over. Sorry, Triple H taking over WWE Creative. Uh, it's just alluded to, you know, we're not watching every week. I definitely am watching more of the YouTube stuff. Um, and, like, when it's, like, Walter and, or excuse me, Gunther and Ricochet, I have gone back and watched a lot of stuff. So, um, you know, even tonight, John Cena was on. Um, I'm probably going to go back and watch that match. So, yeah, I don't give a shit about John Cena, but you know, I'll take a look just to see if uh, how that I mean, how they look. You don't that. give a shit about John Cena. John Never, Cena's not really awesome. a Cena guy. Eh. What do you mean, dude? John Cena's—he's very talented, dude. He's I'll like watch the, the Peacemaker. Talkers. Peacemaker's tremendous, but he's like I'm just not into the in WWE history. Eh, he's like whatever. See, my dude, uncle despises him, and wrestling yeah. fans have t t taken a U-turn on John Cena. We don't. I've need... never really liked John Cena, to be honest with you, but I well, understand his appeal and stuff, that? and I appreciate that. No, you can't. I watch the Peacemaker. I love that stuff. I can't so even like get my it. uncle to watch the Peacemaker, and I know he would love it. He hates John Cena so much that he won't. So I'm imagining he was not a fan of Money in the Bank when it was Cena versus CM Punk. Oh, he. Oh my God. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he hates both those guys. So it's like um, shit versus doo-doo. Ugh. I don't even... I, he would probably pick Cena <laughs> over CM Punk, though. Like I said, he's called CM Punk the worst champion in the history of WWE. I, I will say, Cena does have extremely corny jokes that he still does to this day. And I <laughs> well, do not the get <laughs> the stupid jokes. Like, oh, my email address is a pretty little pony at Candy. It's like, come on. Anyways. <laughs> yes, but um, we agree. Triple H taking over yes. WWE Creative. NXT's improved uh, under Shawn Michaels, uh, which has a lot to do with Triple H, too, I believe. that. Hey, man, it's just cool that the, these people that, uh, you know, we kind of were kids watching are now in charge. It's kind of like with my uh, my favorite hockey team, the LA Kings. Like two of the players that I grew up loving and idolizing, they're my favorite Kings ever, are now kind of running the team behind the scenes. Luke Robitaille and Rob Blake. Um, so it's kind of like that kind of thing, I guess. I think Although I'm mean, Sean Michaels. The Avalanche eventually. Hey, Is we beat Joe the Sackick? Avalanche the other day. Uh, yeah, yeah kind of with Joe Sapphic in the Avalanche, yeah. Well, the Kings were down 4-2 to going into third, and they came back and won in a shootout. It was a big win for the Kings yeah, yesterday. Yeah, we'll wait until the Stanley Cup champion. Hey, man, like again. everyone was asking me last year, I predicted the Avs. I told you the Avs were winning the Cup last year, What do you predict year, this I? year? Uh, I, I haven't seen enough yet to really make that decision. As long as you don't tell me it's a Florida team, I'll be cool. Uh, Tampa Bay? Well, Tampa's always good, but I, I, I want to say that, uh, you know, I need to do a little more before I make it research, but um, Carolina has been really, really good. Always Car hope for the Kings, but be realistic. Yeah. No, no. You're always going to get realism out of me. Um, Carolina has been, is kind of my early pick right now, but I haven't well, seen well, enough to Carolina wear a definitive. Hurricanes? Yeah. Okay. Um, definitively from, I you know, I see all these teams in person. Last year, when I saw that Colorado game, I'm like, Colorado's the best team. They, McKinnon's still hurt, right? So, mm. you know, they need to get him back. But, um, you know, last year, I just, from the teams I saw, Carolina, I mean, uh, the, the Avalanche were the best. And, and I knew going into the playoffs, I said, hey, man, I don't know who's going to win the Cup, and I know the Avs are the best team I saw all year. So if I'm yeah. going to pick one, I'm going to pick them. So uh, this well, year, I so far, it's Carolina, but I haven't really uh, nailed it down yet. Well, I want to say this. The worst team is the Montreal Canadiens, okay? Very and they were the worst team last year, too. Disappointing yeah. year last year. and Two years removed from being in the cup finals, too. Wow. Well, you know, 
since we're on the topic of disappointments, um, yes, I want I, I want to uh, talk about the biggest disappointment this year. So there was there was actually quite a few of these. Uh, we had the CM Punk press conference backstage fight. Now, if you're a fan of Jim fucking dumbass Cornette, you will probably think this was an awesome moment in wrestling history. Um, I thought it was a huge disappointment. It made the company look bad. Bad. It made Punk look bad. Uh, they got in a fist fight backstage. I mean, it was just not a good moment for wrestling. Or it's just right? the fact that you had such a great thing going, and you fuck it up like that, and you couldn't make that work. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even like putting blame on anyone, even though we kind of have I our do. in the back of our head. But it's like, how could you not make that situation work? Well, and like we, that's like where you the said, disappointment yes, is. You win the championship after your big comeback, all that stuff, and then like. It's straight into this negativity and disappointment and or just stuff. from the wrestling fans' perspective, it's like, man, why did, couldn't that have worked out? Like, it was very disappointing. Yeah, um, for it's like sure. A dream, dream scenario that did work for a little while and was successful, and uh, even, it didn't even make it a full. I mean, it a little over a year, didn't it? Yeah, no, but you know, no, because of the injury, take that out. So no, it didn't make a full. year. Right, I guess um, it would have imploded sooner. Yeah. So what else we got? We got Jay White, uh, Okada build, which has happened in the last few months. Really, we've got the main event of Wrestle Kingdom that uh, most of us are there to watch. Um, yeah, good. most of us are there to watch Osprey and the other matches. So, uh, the disappointing. I don't know if I call it the most disappointing of the year now that I read it, but uh, disappointing. We've got well, anytime Adam- our favorite biggest show of the year in our bubble. The main event isn't what you would want it to be um, in terms of the build and the anticipation. That's a disappointment, you know? Yep, for sure. Um, We've got Adam Cole injury, which was a concussion. And he has been out for a scary long time. Um, And, yeah, it just sucks not to see Adam Cole, you know, one of the best wrestlers in the world out there, yeah. Yeah, Vince McMahon, um, and that's as far as his. You know, that could be disappointing for some WWE fans on the Switch way. I don't know. Well, I think, but a lot of old timers. But you can just call his behavior disappointing, right? And that was the main thing. His his behavior. I don't think it was necessarily him having to step down. It was more like you his behavior and what the allegations are kind of a disappointment, right? Yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, We have Ring of Honor on streaming. Ring of Honor talking about getting a TV deal, ends up being on basically ringofhonor.com. So not a great look for Ring of Honor. Maybe a little bit of an over-promise, under-deliver situation, but like we said, it's all fluid and it's in progress. So, Yeah, and we're kind of waiting for, kind of waiting on that too. Maybe it's great. And and I I just kind of fixed that because we had Jay White build, but I I think... Um, yeah, I just edited the, it. There were two of them, and I noticed that. Yeah. Uh, Jay White title run. Again, he's been... Usually these champions in New Japan have these awesome runs, whether even Shingo having a few matches or, uh, you know... Yeah, it feels like they carry the company for a while, at least the, when they have yeah, that title. And Jay they put the company on their shoulders. A lot of time in America. Yeah. Um, he hasn't really had match after match awesome defense. And all of a sudden, you know, going, I, I'm kind of hoping he's the uh, the lamb to the slaughter this uh, 
this next week here, and we will. See yeah, him. we might see him in the Royal Rumble. Who knows? But oh, um, God, yeah, his, his like I said, he spent a lot Why of time in the states. Every wrestler that like, I do not. Like, oh, they might be in the Royal Rumble. Who who else have I said that about? Every every wrestler that we talk about, you're like, well, maybe they'll be in the Royal Rumble. Pull, like pull Kyrie. Film. I never said that. Nah, yeah, it's true you didn't. You said that about Carl Anderson, didn't you? I mean, you said that about AJ Styles like years ago, dude. I didn't even know you. Well, he did end you. up. He did end up in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> so. Anyways, Jay White's hot run was disappointing. Spent a lot of time out of the country. wasn't even He's not even there yet, and he's the, he yeah. wasn't on the road to. I don't know the circumstances behind the that. Tags, I know a lot of the it. tags were not that great or compelling. Yeah, I mean, he, don't get me wrong. He's been on strong. At least he's had some kind of presence. He's given every time he has a microphone or whatever, he's fantastic and all that stuff. But just a little disappointed. I thought he'd have a little more of a workhorse run. I know Jay White's not known to be like a strong style. You know, it'll be a great match and all that. It better be. It better be following uh, <laughs> what it's following. So yeah, uh, Carl Anderson. So. You guys know this, Carl Anderson, who... This isn't so disappointing, actually, in hindsight, because he did kind of go back and defend the title, but his matches haven't been that great. And, and this is New Japan specifically. He had the Never Strong title, signed with WWE, couldn't defend the strong title because he needed the payday in uh, Saudi Arabia. No offense to that, brother. I don't blame you for that. But uh, it's just been not the best look for him this year. And, uh, been a I mean, I think some of that might have been by design, to be honest. I highly but doubt it. But I, I think it's kind of the treatment of, yeah, it seems like he's just kind of hovering through his matches in New Japan this year. And, like, why did they keep the title on him all this time when they could have had someone else with it? Um, I, and just, you know, him going to Japan and then getting another match out of it at the Tokyo Dome. Um, like I said, I think some of it can be designed by design in terms of that, but like, yeah, just, you know, I, I we have high stand. I think Carl Anderson has, you know, always high presented himself as a pretty good in-ring wrestler, right? Like, you know, yeah. someone I always appreciated his ability, but, uh, you know, just hasn't delivered on that. Um, I don't blame him for. I see that's the thing we're talking about. I don't blame. We him have for another story similar. <laughs> I never blame anyone for that. Like no, dude, you go to Saudi Arabia, they're probably making tens of thousands of wrestlers. I mean, yeah, they, they're probably least, getting millions so. of dollars. So, but it's like I'm I just not... think uh, he seems like you know it seems like a mailed-in effort. But I don't know the story behind it, and I think I think behind the scenes he really wanted to do right by New Japan and all that. But yeah, um, I think it's been disappointing his the quality of his matches especially uh in japan so we have uh we have a lot of nominees here there were a lot of and you know yeah. we say there's a lot of disappointments there's a lot of great stuff this year so don't get us wrong but uh we have a couple people leaving promotions jonah leaving new japan we just found that out recently it is weird to see him beat okada and then go on to be the miz's partner uh Huge downgrade for the guy, but also maybe a huge upgrade because now he's being seen by millions of more people. Uh, see, that's where I'm not like people that actually get upset at Jonah Bronson Reed online about leaving New Japan. Like, yeah, fuck off. Like, I might do I, the same thing. <laughs> I, I I don't understand. Like, I'm disappointed because I loved him in New Japan. I love what they did with him in New Japan, but I'm not like mad at him personally. Like, who no. would you know like? 
good. I'm happy for him personally. If that's what he wanted to do and go on to that, great. I'm disappointed from a fan standpoint because I really loved him in New Japan. I love what they were doing with him. Exactly, uh, but for yeah, from a New personal Japan, but, and business standpoint, oh, it's I'm actually like super you happy. Shake the guy's the hand, you know. Yeah, I'm back. super. I'm super happy. Like I'm not like I don't take it that personally. <laughs> yeah, but um, it was a disappointment to see him leave. Absolutely. Yeah, we had uh, Cody, which is the flip side on best news or biggest news. Uh, Cody leaving AEW, disappointment for a lot of people. We had Ric Flair's last match, disappointment for... And Cody, oh, you can also say his injury was a little disappointing. Like, he was just getting uh, true, hot and, true. and, you know, so yeah. All stuff that, that injury, he can... Though. All of the stuff I think that 2023 can be that much bigger for him. But it was disappointing at the time to know that he was going to be out for the rest of the year. So we have Ric Flair's last match, which was widely hailed as a disappointment. We had a Rampage, which this year, you know, Tony has always said when he has new belts or new shows, this is there's no such thing as a B show or B belt on this company. That's what they and, all say. And this year has he has shown us more than ever that Rampage is a B show, sometimes a C show. Now I think it's getting a little better recently. We had the Takeshita match and. This week we had the match between uh, Orange Cassidy and Tremperetta, which was great. So it seems like it's improving, but it's for a lot of times this year. I mean, you and I didn't even watch Rampage. We just totally skipped it, right? I mean, yeah, for the most part. I mean, occasionally I would catch that first match, yeah. uh, you know, on the card, but there was Not some big matches on TV. it. But yeah, unlike uh, NBC on. On, on you know when Seinfeld was on, was that called Must Watch TV or Must See TV? Must See TV, right? Must See TV. Must Thursdays, TV. yeah. No Ibushi, uh, Ibushi who injured himself last year has been nowhere to be seen, and you could add to that disappointment the frustration that Ibushi has had with the company. Now mm -hmm. I want to add a little news into this though. Ibushi was at wrestling Bomaye, and he sat right next to the president of New Japan. Interesting. So. Also, Kenny Omega wore a Kota Ibushi shirt at his match on Dynamite. Okay. So, we can only hope that's a little teaser, right? Can we just hope that? Sure. Let's hope that. Um, next, we have... And I'm just going to say it. This, this is going to be my winner. Uh, okay. This is former WWE wrestlers in AEW. This really bothered me for some weird reason this year. I don't know why. It bothered me because for a little while there, every couple weeks, it was another fucking story, dude. It was, you know, you had it, and it's still going with Miro, right? You had the Andrade situation. You had Alistair Black. Alistair Black situation. Um, I mean, that was, luckily, that seems to have been smoothed out. I just watched him wrestle on Wednesday. Great wrestler, by the way. You, you got to see him ever? As Tommy N did P PWG, oh. yes. Okay, you've seen Tommy N. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome wrestler. Oh, he's um, great, yeah. Luckily, things got smoothed over there, but I was getting real tired of hearing about the backstage nonsense and all this shit. And I know it's like, well, you don't have to listen to it. I know, I listen to podcasts, I hear it. And rarely does wrestling stuff actually bother me. This stuff kind of bothered me, where it's like these people that are like, they sign a contract for three years, and a year in, they're like, yeah, you know what? I don't want to work here anymore. I don't know, bro. <laughs> this just this kind of bothered me this year. It really disappointed me. 
just the kind of unprofessionalism and trying to make a public spectacle out of it, it, it bothered me, man. It really, and it's not an AEW tribal thing because honestly, I like whoever's doing good. It was just the. I think it was just the kind of seeing these guys just uh, change their opinions it, like so quickly and stuff. I, I, there was a great post from Rob Viper recently that I won't get into that commented on a lot of this stuff. And it's the idea that WWE was number one, is number one. And, you know, until people realize that, you know, it's respectful wherever you work, um, there's going to be an image problem for AEW. So I could go more on about this, but I'm just going to say that this was the biggest disappointment for me was the okay. WWE wrestlers in AEW. Um, okay. After that, we had Ronda Rousey, who had a pretty bad year. We had people calling for her to be fired. Um, very n unnotable year, right? Like, who was talking, well, I mean, who was even talking I've, about her? I've never really been a fan of hers, but so I, I'm, you know... I think it's reaching uh, a breaking point, though. Yeah, for I mean, a lot of fans, a lot of wrestling uh, freaks. Yeah, and and uh, I'm, I just it's kind of like the Ric Flair thing. I wasn't really expecting a lot or wanting a lot out of it, so it's just low one of those expectations. Things. So it doesn't really. I think disappoint with disappointment, like you have to have some kind of high expectation of something that lets you down. And I'm not let down by Ronda Rousey. I'm not let down by Ric Flair's last match because I wasn't really expecting out of any enjoyment out of them to begin with <laughs> yeah i gotcha uh we had another thing on the list i took it off i just as we talked oh, about I this saw. i don't i don't think it belongs there so um, nah, yeah. that's fine but my my biggest disappointment not only for my own personal gratification but just for the company itself is i think the cm punk backstage yeah. fight is the and biggest disappointment in my that, mind that would probably be my second that was just god man it was it like was how could you not make that like it was so predictable because a lot of people were saying this wasn't going to work from the get-go. And I just hate when people are right about the negative things. But mm -hmm. it's just so cliche for that to have to happen. And so, come on, guys. How do you not work that out? But anyway, yeah. let's, let's no, move I, on. I agree. We like to be positive here. Well, you do. But, um, you know, sometimes there are disappointments. Although this year was more about the best things. So why don't you move right. on? Best. Yeah, let's talk about the best storyline. And there was a lot of good stuff. Um and uh, there's probably more than we have written here and i'm sorry for yes. you guys that are listening that are like oh you missed the three-year storyline between a and b you know and so we have a, just a few things written here but uh yeah let, let, i'll run through them so yeah. um obviously coming off the uh, the biggest disappointment we did get it though we got punk and mjf and a lot of us for from the minute cm punk came back we were saying how much money and how great a cm punk uh mjf uh, program would be just give both those guys a microphone and just let them go and we saw that right yeah. and it was great they had a great dog collar match to 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 um well, you know to boot finish it and, off right yeah finish it off it was tremendous um it, it was we really got though, it that battle of the mics that you're like okay yes. two best promos ever go and absolutely it was like totally what you wanted um i think there's a youtube video that i've not watched but it's like the history of the punk F mjf feud where he goes right over every you know and i might have to watch that i'll probably get goosebumps watching that because that was one of those things where for me oh i i work at night right that that's one of those when they say punk versus mjf in the mics i'm getting my phone on and i'm at least <laughs> listening 
Absolutely. So. And same with CM Punk. Whether you love her or hate him, you want to hear what he has to say. Yeah, um, yeah, and th- I, this I, is a... I'm going to like kind of skip this one because I have a feeling we're yeah, both going to yeah, pick yeah. this no, one. So I'm going to keep it till last. <laughs> but um, Cody returning, um, the crowd popped from the WWE crowd. It was just one of those things where... I popped. You popped. Yeah, okay. But I, I mean, think it was, Rumble. It, was, it, was it was just, it was one of the most like, you know, AEW, this is where you see that there is kind of a difference between the AEW stands and the WWE stands, right? And Cody made the best decision for his character that he wanted to portray, right? For his gimmick or yes. whatever. It played way better with the WWE crowd than it did for AEW. So when he, he came back. He was being booed. He was being booed. He was being booed. And him coming back to Cody Return was huge. He had that great moment with that giant bruise. You can buy the drawing on inringyard.com. Um, yeah, it was it was a great moment, and it's going to build for 2023, of course. Um, then we have Okada Osprey, um, which had a great series of matches this year, right? Great series um, of matches this year. Um, the, this is a story that started years ago at the G1. Um, right. Very lost. New Japan-style story telling we're talking about here where most of it is told in ring in the ring yeah um which are with, some of the best with, stories of all time in my right eyes. Uh, which but yes, there's subtleties of battles. outside the ring stuff as you know originally being in the same faction and kind of breaking off from there but obviously it's very in ring based with storytelling in new japan and obviously that's delivered some of the greatest in ring moments uh in the past two three years right mm-hmm um, and then, of course, this is something that kind of recently transpired. My wife made up a good question. Why are they ending it? I don't really know the answer We don't know. That. That's part of the story. That's part of the <laughs> so, story. So, um, the end of Suzuki-gun. Um, it's not because, uh, you know, uh, Minoru is retiring or anything like that. Well, but we, we got know. some really interesting moments at the end of uh, uh, these shows in the last couple weeks um, that have been very emotional and... Uh, very interesting and all that stuff, and that's been one of the biggest stories of the last quarter of the year for sure. I mean, um, yes, and Suzuki Goon being around and really being a staple of our our watching of wrestling. Um, they only announced the end recently too. You know, it's not like we had a full. It's not no, like, there there wasn't like any like uh, subtle hints of them disbanding or like no. other than just like being apart for the whole year. But I think. The New Japan roster has barely been intact the last three years, like, anyway. Um, but yeah. wasn't it earlier this year where Taka finally returned as well, right? I If that was this year or not last year, because they were... It could have been last year, but... Anyways, one of the most year. popular factions in Japan announcing being and disbanded. And talented, and talented. Um, and talented, and still great. a lot of guys at their peak. A lot of guys in the faction still have the gimmick of, of the black and white. Um, everyone dresses that way and stuff, so it's gonna make a huge chain. We, we change. We might. This might be on our list next year, depending on, on what happens, right? Yeah, I mean, definitely. So as the beginning, we, we will see. Especially people like Zack Saber Jr., uh, Del Desperado. What is going to happen? Is El Desperado gonna be in chaos now? I sure hope not. So, or in Los Gobernables, we'll see. Yeah. Um, 
FTR on a title run. So FTRs was built up as these kind of belt collectors at the beginning of the year, which has oh, slowly yeah. kind of disintegrated. So I think that just adds into the storyline is um, kind of the opposite um, of some other kind of title building things where they have them all and then they lose them all slowly. Maybe we're heading towards that. Their lack of use on AEW has been well, kind of a and that's, uh, that's, that's what I was a, gonna say. a mystery. Like, almost big disappointment because it's like they're kicking ass all over the world except AEW. Now the Acclaim right. have a lot to do with that. Right, right. So we could talk about we'll talk about them in a little bit. But and of course MJF's return um at what uh show was that? Uh, uh all out all all out actually. Right. It, it, with the mask, the Joker thing coming out to uh sympathy for, uh from the devil uh by uh the Rolling Stones, really awesome moment. And then we, uh, yeah, and then we had. And the now William he's got Regal the title. So with him, yes. And then leading up to the William Regal thing, uh, very huge. We all knew it was just a matter of time uh, before MJF was, you know, at and the I top of that company. Us. And they probably, you know, made it happen a little sooner than they wanted to because of what we call the most disappointment, biggest disappointment, yeah. <laughs> or what I call the biggest disappointment. Uh, and of course, like who can deny the rise of the acclaimed? It's kind of simmered down a little bit recently, rise. but the rise of the rise of the acclaimed well, I don't and know. the they, whole they, they have a pretty normal feud coming up with uh, yeah. Jeff Jarrett. And uh, but this is the thing I like about <laughs> champions is they they, they I just have think it's channel. crazy that it's 2022 and we have uh, 23 uh, now. Jeff, oh, yeah, Jarrett Jeff Jarrett and, and Billy Jay, Gunn, Jay Lethal. <laughs> and Billy Gunn. Oh, and Billy yeah. Gunn, yeah, 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 in, but, but involved. Th- but Scissor was... Me, Daddy Ass. This was That's such a, what we title it. It was such an organic rise. It reminds me a lot of Becky Lynch. The other nice thing about it is they didn't have to turn heel to get a, this huge pop. They stayed babyface. They were heel in the past, actually. So, But they, right. they stayed babyface. They came up with this dumb fucking <laughs> catchphrase, and it caught on. And, yeah, this week, this week there were tons of Scissor Me Daddy Ass shirts everywhere. As Biggest you, selling shirt of the year, probably at Pro Wrestling Tees. W- one of them, uh, probably uh, right yeah. up there with CM Punk. So, those were the best stories, uh, guys. Yeah, well, and I think this is the best. Uh, I we both are in agreement. Um, even though we haven't been week to week WWE watchers, oh, I, I watch this I ex- week to week. And I think I explained this to you when this happened at Survivor Series is this is when WWE's style of story where a lot of it takes place in and out of the ring and there's a lot of emotion and all that stuff um and skits a lot of realism too yes as far as you know a a person that's been there for a while becoming one of the top more top people and being with the top act right and just seeing like it's sticking out like a sore thumb and that's been the Sami Zayn uh, bloodline uh, the stuff t- with the Usos and looking for acceptance and uh, the honorary Us stuff. It's all been tremendous. And it's been the most intriguing storyline in all of pro wrestling, in my opinion. And I think you share that with me. I share that with you. I'm getting goosebumps hearing you talk about it. This is one of those universal stories, just like the Stone Cold, uh, you know, the, the everyday man against the billionaire, or your boss. This is one of those universal stories about acceptance um and being you know an outsider and uh it's ongoing we have yet to see what happens so again this is one of those we might 
this might be the story of the year next year too. But man, it's just it started good and it's gotten better and better. Uh, they're they're I'm gonna say acting. They're in their their promos and their acting has been incredible. The improv that they've done, um, Sami Zayn making the whole crew laugh. Uh, everyone oh, has yeah. played their parts perfectly. Special the unintentional stuff's been tremendous, yeah. Special shout-outs to Sami Zayn and Jay Uso and Roman Reigns, who have been like yeah, absolutely. super standout. But even even Solo Sokoa has played his role. But that's going to be a big thing in 23. It's going to be huge. And uh, you know what happened tonight, right? No. They were, uh, Paul Heyman, like, cornered Sammy and was like, you're getting too big of a reaction out there, dude. You're, huh. you're, you're, you're overshadowing the tribal chief. And, but, but, uh, you know, uh, the tribal chief said, hey, I'm cool with that. So Hey, we'll I gotta, I gotta, I'll be right back. I've been drinking a lot of coffee, yeah, so you, you know what that means. You, I'll be you back in one second. You drink and I will talk about the next thing and I'll fill you when you get back. All we right, all I'll have, be right back. Yeah, we all have to take piss breaks here and there, guys. I might have to take one soon. I'm not sure. Justin is taking a small break right now, and that's when I, Mr. John Ensman, take over. By the way, guys, I won second place in this year's uh, Filthy Tom Lawler Song Contest for Filthy Tom and Brian Alvarez of WrestlingObserver.com. Filthy 4 Daily Show. I got second place. I wrote a little tune for the Geek of the Week theme song. And, uh... Go listen to that. If you guys aren't subscribed to Wrestling Observer, uh, just let me know. I'll send you, send you a copy of it. But we're going to move into our next subject here. Our next subject we're going to go by pretty quickly. We have most underutilized. And we don't need to talk out all of these. We'll just uh, say it. Um, we've got House of Black, FTR, NAW, Andrade, Miro, Jungle Boy, Brian Cage, Jonathan Gresham, John Silver, Hook. John Silver, that's a great one. And I'm taking Hook off of there because, yeah, he's not, like, utilized all the time, but he's still really good. Um, Lance Archer. I'm going to say Bandito because, my God, man, what happened to him, you know, after Jericho? He had this great match, and then he was in the tournament, and then boom, gone just disappeared and that is what happened to bandito after so i did that quick rundown justin i just okay we, we i said we don't need to talk about all these guys but uh most underutilized i took hook off the list because you know i don't know if you or i said this look he's been on a lot of shows he has the same match every time he's still building i'm gonna he was just on dynamite this week i think he's yeah. been right where he needs to be Okay, I think he he's just uh, they're trying to figure out his personality. Gosh, um, let me go over this list. We got how we got House of Black, FTR, Andrade, mm -hmm. Miro, Jungle Boy, Brian Cage, Jonathan Gresham, John Silver, Lance Archer, Bandito. Some of these guys are, you know, your. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna go with House of Black, especially. Uh, I, I would almost say that underutilized. I would just go with Brody King. Yeah, well, and then I would say Alone. the same but thing House about of Black Mal overall, yeah. Malachi, because it's yeah. like, this is a guy I could see in the main event picture, at least as a challenger already. How and come, have we seen Brian Danielson and Malachi Black yet? N no. God damn, that would be the, a sweet And match. on top of this, on top of this, they're already talking about who 
Okay, the Elite's probably going to win the Trios Championship in L.A. That would be the best story, I believe. Right? Okay. Well, there you go. We're in agreement on this one. Well, here's the thing what I'm trying to say is that people are asking, well, who are they going to feud with next? And House of Black isn't really in that conversation. These guys need to be in that trio mix. Fuck it. Do another, do a three out of fives. I like that format, by the way. I mean, if it's that good. They should just always have this going on. <laughs> or at least maybe three out of fives or something. Every time the someone wins the die. titles, they just go on to a three of five with the next contender. If well, yeah, because in AEW the trios, the trios in AEW might be like some of the best trios in the. And in fact, I'm just gonna say they probably have some of the best trios in the world besides WWE and and like Judgment Day and Damage Control. But uh, House of Black, we had a long stint where they didn't even wrestle because we had backstage stuff that we we don't really know. Yeah, about. allegedly but, leaving the company. Yeah, wanted to leave and then. You know, we didn't know what was going to happen. But I'll tell you what, man. When you have a, a trio and Buddy... What's he called nowadays? Buddy what? Matthews. Buddy Matthews Buddy Holiday, is, is the worst wrestler in the trio. You've got a fucking good team, dude. I um, agree. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely the most underutilized. God, last year. I'm trying to think of what I said last year. I think it was Serena Deeb. And you know what? She got more used this year. So... And, and maybe it was also, uh, I forget, the pure champion from a few months ago. But, uh, yeah, Daniel Garcia. So, right. um, I, th I feel like House of Black is much more underutilized than either of those guys were last year. So, Agreed. Pretty uh, unanimous decision. By the way, guys, tell us your feelings on all these. We'd love to hear. Um, you can hit us up. I am at John Ensman. Justin has at In Ring Art. We are at Wrestling yes, and Pod everywhere. Um, let us know how you feel. Let us know if you agree with us. If you think we are totally off the fucking mark, we'd love to hear your opinion on all this. Uh, Even though it's probably wrong, but um, we're about halfway through the list here, so let's um, let's keep on moving. Yeah, best new wrestler. Um, now, by new, we have to because it's in the spotlight. Point. You know, you might have, oh, I remember spotlight. this guy from five years ago, blah, blah, blah. And we're talking about new in the spotlight being kind of featured in the mainstream here. So, uh, you know, first on our list here, not, you know, in necessarily any order, of course, is uh, is it is Takeshita, right? Takeshita. And yeah. the stuff he's been doing with AEW especially, where he's just looked tremendous. Um, him and his little mole in his nose. That's how you, that's the guy right there. Um, is that a been I think so. Some kind of mole or birthmark. I have got or something. little skin bumps too, but okay, skin tag. And yeah. anywho, been great. Let's Everything have a he's full done has been great. Conversation about that. Okay, next. Uh, Ren Narita. Yeah. Uh, son of Strong Style as the rebrand. Son of Strong Style um, has been tremendous in his work. Uh, a very um, uh, Shibata esque in his presentation. He right? looks like him. He wrestles like him, and we like that. We like that. We love it. Uh, been tremendous and very impressive. He's got a big match coming up in a few days to start out 2023 with Zack Sabre Jr. for that uh, NJPW TV world title. So that'll be fun, and we'll see where he goes with that. Done a lot of great stuff on Strong. Had a really great match with Judith Robinson. Uh, it's been tremendous. So uh, obviously he's a big star for them in the future. Uh, leading to another big star, Son of Red Shoes, right? Uh, shooter, as he's known, or Roughneck, or whatever, Roughneck and that's Shoto, Shoto. Omino. Yeah. Um, 
Keep talking. I'm changing pants. I mean, this guy is really, if you're looking at the foreshadowing, he had some really good matches with Will Ospreay. Um, you know, he's yeah. been somebody who you can tell the company has some really, really big plans for. Uh, great, maybe hit, we'll see. great history with Moxley, which has to yes. come to a conclusion. And I love how that ties it together. He came with that Death Rider jacket. Um, there's a lot of possibilities with crossover for that. Um, we, should, we could even see a Rainmaker Shock with this guy um, at some point in the near future. Um, Roxanne Perez, who I believe was from ROH, who is very young. Very and young and very, very good. I've probably watched more yeah. of her than you have, I imagine. Um, women's champion in NXT right now, yes. beating out Mandy Rose for showing her boobs. Um, <laughs> incredible wrestler for her, her age. We're talking like a young boy age of 19, 20. Well, you know, you can't drink. 20, 21, early 20s, we'll call it. Than, you know, every other person on your uh, crew so yeah and going back to that bloodline uh solo sokoa right um has been doing some great work and he was under you he was and well you can almost make him underutilized in a way but he was um he got put in know, a pretty good spot justin he's he's put in a pretty good spot although you don't really maybe he deserves a little more spotlight for how good he is uh in the ring but um definitely has a bright future um and part of that bloodline and all that is is there's a lot one of the probably the brightest young stars in WWE right now. Did, did and of course hear, we talk. Did you hear the yeah, story of how he found out he was main roster? No. Like they told him that night as he was at the arena. So. No, no kidding. Pretty. Well, you cool. thought he was just gonna watch? Yeah. Well, they just brought him out to the to the arena for something, and they're like, they didn't yeah, tell him main, why until he got there. Now you're part of the. It's like yeah, so probably made his dad proud. <laughs> I mean, he, he had to eventually get involved. He just, he looks exactly, you know, he looks like an Uso, so. He does. There was no way to deny it at all. Are um, you saying you can't tell them apart? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I can tell them apart. Um, I, I can't tell But they, they, look, they look so related. I'll put they, it down. They do. They, lo they look like cousins, and they are, so. And uh, kind of carrying on to who we just talked about was Hook. Hook's got a great gimmick. He's got a great theme song. Uh... He got what's his name involved. Uh, the, mm, that's Bronson? delicious. Action Bronson, who's a great rapper, and they got him kind of involved. How about uh, Rick he's Ross got a... calling Swerve a big motherfucker on my TV? <laughs> by the way, that was that, just a side note there. That was funny. yeah, definitely. And I don't know if you can really call him a new wrestler, but I think he's been new to the spotlight. And you see a lot of if we had a most improved category, I think he would uh, go well in this, and that is Hikaleo. I have my um, opinion on this. I don't think he should be in this category. I think you wanted him in here. I don't think he's that improved because I feel like every year we say he's super well, improved. Carl Anderson made him look okay. like shit too um, in that last match in I, his defense. I, but I think he's. I think he's good. Um, I think he's. But good. Um, who's then, this last person? I I don't recognize that name. This is Sol Rucka, and uh -huh. I can't give her the win right now because she's only been doing some cool stuff recently but this girl has some real talent uh she has one of the coolest finishers i think i've ever seen i'll show okay. you it after we talk let me tag that uh amazing finisher gymnast uh great great skills in the ring very much a natural um in my when, opinion when when I see um, a Google search and I type her name and it says finisher as like the biggest search, then 
It must be pretty cool. Is that what it says? Yeah, like when I started typing her name in the Google. Oops, yeah. there goes the sound. Um, yeah. It says finisher. So like, well, well, yeah. Wait till after we record and we'll, we'll talk more about her. But she's only she only started like a little bit ago and she's been she was featured on level up in actually a really good match so mm. we have much more to see of her but from the beginning it's uh looks awesome she looks like she could have some great stuff here so let's hear what you think justin who is the best you know man I, i'm gonna go with who i see having the highest ceiling mm -hmm. and that's and that's that's shooter okay i think shooter has the highest ceiling out of any of these guys um, cause I honestly think he's going to be IWGB heavyweight champion within the next two or three years. Yeah. I, I, I like him a lot. He's very good. Uh, I, I've been a little influenced by Meltzer who mm -hmm. kind of has said he's still missing something. Um, and I, I think, think he's going to get it or they're going to, they're going to, I think he, I think they're going to shoot him to the top at some point. Uh, I, like I said, I can see a Rainmaker shot come with him at some point. Yeah, you mean him beating um, Okada, or just in general, like out of nowhere winning the title. Yeah, and just saying, here's our next young guy. Uh, he and then you got uh, Yoda well, hey, Suji, who can come oh, back yeah, as yeah, his yeah, first yeah. challenge any minute now. And, and if we they're might ready be talking to about him next year because he looks yeah. awesome. So I think if they're looking to hand it off to the new generation, you got Yoda Suji, you got Shooter, and you got Narita ready to go. Yeah, for new japan Suji is so in, fit too by the way like yeah these heading guys. into 2025 2026 those could be the top three guys in the company well by the time by the time that someone like naito is a new japan dad i mean naito yes. is a new japan dad coming up at some point uh tanahashi is a new like japan Tana. <laughs> yeah um you'll it's, still have okada you'll still have osprey but those three are going to be the domestic talent there that are going to be carrying Narita, the company Shota, in the next three or four years. Suji, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and those guys have enough of a contrast in their characters where they're they're, they're the next ones. They're the next uh, Okada, Tanahashi, and Naito. Yeah, well, saying the next Okada is a little crazy because that's like a once in a generation. Well, I'm just saying it's those top three domestic talents. Those are yeah. going to be the next three yeah, big domestic talents for the company. The other thing is, remember... New Japan is known for the amazing wrestling, but amazing wrestling doesn't make a great wrestler. Um, it's part of the package, and Shota can go, but he has a lot of charisma, especially for a Japanese guy. I mean, I shouldn't say that, because a lot of Japanese wrestlers have extreme charisma, but what I mean <laughs> is he can actually talk, and he can, in, in ring, like, compared to Narita, who has that silent sort of, um, you know, that silent sort of thing that... That Shibata has, where he's just doesn't say much and kicks your ass. Shota has a lot of out and out charisma. Yeah, right now I'm seeing it a little too much of a Tanahashi presentation. He almost looks like he even has like kind of a Naito haircut in a way. Yeah. Very handsome dude. Um, also, I want to see a little more of that Moxley influence influenced mm. edge in his character. I think that could really benefit him. But I a lot of why I'm calling him best new wrestler is because I really feel. I have no, I have no idea with, I less of an idea than anyone else here with resources or whatever. But I really feel like they have big plans for him. That's one of the reasons why, best new wrestler because I just feel like they have really, really big plans for him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He he is great and he is definitely one of the best new wrestlers. Someone I forgot, I put Yuta on here uh, as well. 
because uh, Wheeler, he's, yeah. he's had a great fucking year this oh. year. And his his match against Moxley getting into the combat club was so amazing. Good. Almost a, you could have put that in best moments in the, of the year too. Yeah. Yeah. The One bloody of my face. favorite matches of the year. Yes. Uh it's a match that I love to show non wrestling fans because it's a simple story. This is the young guy trying to get into and people right. most people that have watched it have been like, dude, this Moxley guy is fucking brutal. I'm like, yes, he is. Yeah, well, just just keep watching. So Yuta, bet new to the spotlight, has been great. He was in the best of the Super Juniors. Um, he was. I was hoping yep, he would have. I would almost put his run in the best of the Super Juniors as a little bit of a disappointment. A lot of the Americans in the best of the Super Juniors um, kind of was. But, uh, well, in terms know. of the AEW establishing themselves. But anyway, it's not really that big of a deal. But yes, Yuta yeah. definitely belongs on that list. Yeah, and by the way, he's, but I'm wearing, going with uh, he's wearing... Currently, he's wearing uh, Misawa-inspired sure. gear. Which is he's really wearing cool. what? M- Misawa. Mitsawa oh, Misawa right, 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 right. Gear. Very did cool. You, did you notice that? Yeah, with the green. Yeah, the green and the silver. So, uh, I'm going to save my best new wrestler, which previously was Takeshita, who I think is a fucking awesome. The problem with Takeshita is, while he has had multiple great matches, Takeshita has also not been pushed. Um, he loses a lot um and he always looks amazing losing but we need that moment where he finally beats john moxley you know that breakout right for him we'll see i mean he signed exclusively with AEW now allegedly so we'll see if that uh lets them you know put a mainstream tag on him but we'll see totally yeah he's definitely awesome he has not been a disappointment so yeah i guess we should move on to best show now huh well i didn't say who might Oh, shit. Go for it, please. I'm sorry. My best new wrestler is Roxy Roxanne Perez. Been watching NXT over the years. She's one of the best parts of it. One of the craziest things is, is her age. Ten years from now, she'll still be young in wrestling. Um, it's funny because she... this I, The correlation, she kind of reminds me of like a Kyrie Sane in her like... You know, she has that just like innocent doll kind of face. Yeah, she she you know? does, she's got the the innocent face, but she can talk too. Um, I don't know if this matters so much to people, but she has the Latina Latina, you know, heritage. Which oh, we're always I think WWE is always looking for that type of uh, influence uh, for their numbers as well. So yeah, helps her. Yeah, it's dragonly. But um, yeah, she 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 was great this year. Like her, all her matches were good. And then to top it off. She, at the end of the year, she wins the title on an episode of NXT. It couldn't be better. It's, if you had been following her through the year, it made you cry. So even though not someone who, like, debuted this year, um, definitely got the spotlight shined on her, and she's the head of the division now down there. I mean, this girl could be a locker room leader at the age of 20. So incredible debut. I can't wait to see her on the main roster in a couple years. But for now keep her in nxt let her do what she does let her wrestle so uh yeah we'll move on to the next one yeah go for it all right the next one is the best show i want to write aew dynamite on wednesday but i'm not going to do that <laughs> so we did we we didn't it was hard for us to find like all our favorite episodes of dynamite so we didn't really include any weekly TV or, shows. you know, like Night 7 of the G1. We just didn't really feel... Yeah. We were too lazy to do that research. Because we knew there were a lot of great shows, but um, it's like Cage Match was having me 
maybe someone needs to teach me how to uh, do cage match a little better. So right. we had uh, we had AEW Revolution right of right. earlier this year, and that was the CM Punk dog match, right? Dog collar match, dog collar great match. show. Yeah, AEW rarely disappoints or underdelivers on their pay per views. Yeah, they only have four a year, so that makes it a little easier for them just, not to do that. But um, just just to always cla- clarify never for people, this was when we had Eddie Kingston against Chris Jericho. Uh, yeah, you know we had the CM Punk versus MJF, and we had Adam Page versus Adam Cole, and I loved that match. So, Tremendous, great stuff. Great stuff. We had the World Tag League and Junior Tag Final, a recent show, and I just I thought those tag matches were great, man. Oh, they were great. They were all they were both great matches. Um, the Tag League uh, Final was great, and Leo Rush gave a great uh, promo afterwards about the being the greatest moment of his life, winning that, and just. Just really makes the credibility. Be Sean making themselves look like they belonged in Wrestle and Kingdom. And just guys that look stuff. as a tag team, they're just so awesome. Incredible. And yeah. I can't wait for their match with FTR. Absolutely. So they they basically just made us look so much more forward to uh, Wrestle Kingdom with tag matches. So show over delivered in that. Like now we're even looking forward to them in their matchups at Wrestle Kingdom, right? Yeah, and that was something we were all ready to be disappointed about. Ever, oh, I can't wait till Aussie Open. But this match showed you no, Bishamon is n- very serious, and this is a guy, one of these guys we were making fun of years ago as a fucking joke. So <laughs> Yoshihashi now really moved right. up his career, one of the most improved wrestlers of the last couple of years, and coming coming to his own as one of the biggest strikers too. What? But he's a great striker, underrated striker. Okay. Maybe we need to make a category. Survivor Series <laughs> War Games, you had two War Games matches. You had Ronda Rousey against Shotzi, which we won't talk about. Uh, nope. Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, which was a great match. Not actually. because of Shotzi, by the way, but carry on. Well, possibly because of her. Just because you're a fan doesn't mean she's infallible, dude. <laughs> well, Ronda Rousey sucks, but go ahead. AJ Styles defeated Finn Balor. Uh, okay match. But the blood the or excuse me, the bloodline um, and the Brawling Brutes, that amazing war games match. Women's war games match was good. The triple threat match was great. This was a great show from WWE. Honestly, this is where you had kind of I don't know if I would call it the culmination, but a big chapter ended in this bloodline story with the acceptance of Sami Zayn. Very well, but this is where we talked about it earlier. The whole overall, this is when in match, in ring storytelling, WWE style works mm-hmm. out perfectly, right? Um, yeah. That whole ending of that match was just so, it was just perfect. And uh, it just, it overall made the show shine. It was a great match. The women's match was great. Everything else was pretty solid. Um, it was. Probably WWE's best show of the year. Um, oh yeah, uh, for sure. Um, they, they you know they had some other good ones. With uh, the castle one was pretty good. Clash at the castle. Yeah, Clash that, the castle that was really good. A mention and is that on um, list? WrestleMania was pretty good. Royal Rumble was pretty good. But yeah. I think this was their best show of the year for sure. Didn't love WrestleMania because Brock Lesnar won. But um, yeah, <laughs> outside yeah. of that. 
So yeah, we uh, yeah Survivor Series War Games uh, All Out. We had besides the bullshit that happened afterwards. Uh, don't forget this one, guys. We had CM Punk uh, against Moxley. Darby Allen, Sting, and Miro defeated the House of Black. Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson. I mean, there was so much good stuff here. You had Tony Storm uh, win the. No, that was not a championship. No, it was for the interim. It was for the interim. For the interim, yeah. Yeah, we had Swerve defeated the Acclaimed. Uh, This was an awesome show. Sadly, it will become more known for the story afterwards. And don't forget, you had the uh, Kenny Omega's return, right? No, he returned a little bit before this for the tournament. But uh, it was the Elite versus the Dark Order. And that match Mm -hmm. was amazing, too. And Eddie Kingston versus Ishii. Yeah. So, g- great, great night of wrestling. Um, we had Wrestle Kingdom. Now, is Wrestle Kingdom one show or is it? How does that? Well, work? technically, it's two because if you can buy a ticket and go and not see it all, I think it, a show needs to be. Uh, okay. You you can buy one ticket for it. So. So Wrestle Kingdom, we had night two and night one. Um, actually, there were three nights of Wrestle Kingdom, but we're gonna say that. Night 2 and Night 1 were on the list. Um, you had Katsuyori Shibata go against Renarita in a controversial match, right? Mm-hmm. Where they switched it up. Um, Where they had a real match. Yes. Ish. You had uh, the classic evil defeated Ishii. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you had El Desperado against Hiromu Takahashi. Awesome match. And you had Okada against Shingo. 35-minute match, which is like a dream match that we got to see. So that was night one. Night two was Okada versus Osprey, a match that a lot of people think is the best match of the entire year. Mm-hmm. And we had Naito versus Jeff Cobb, Tanahashi versus Kenta in that no disqualification match that we'll never forget because it was so violent. Um, yeah, Suzuki uh, defeated Owen Cimentoriano for the KOPW. So a lot of stuff there. Um, these are shows that mainly, I think, were important for their last couple matches. And the entire show was not always that great. But mm-hmm. they were fun watches for me. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, that was... I, it, Wrestle Kingdom was great this year, for sure. Yeah. Uh, both nights. And we are we are in wrestling fever right now. So yes, um, yes, uh, we had Battle Autumn, awesome recent show. And of course, there's recency bias bias here, people, because stuff just happens and we get excited. But man, this Battle Autumn was great. You had Will Osprey defeated Tetsu Naito. They had a great match. FTR defeated the United Empire. They kept their championships. We had mm-hmm. Okada Okada defeat Bullet Club. Master Watto and El Desperado defeated Taiji Ishimori and Hiromu Takahashi, so they had a tag team match getting ready. Zack Sabre Jr., oh, that doesn't matter. Uh, but Rin Narita defeated Sonata. That mm-hmm. was awesome. So uh, this match was really cool, and there was there was some pretty important stuff, I thought, that happened on the match that I can't find or in, yeah, on the show. But <laughs> Well, it, you know, of course we'll talk more about Naito and osprey later but uh yeah this was a great show too and i i, I don't necessarily think it definitely over delivered i didn't think it was gonna be a terrible show going in but it was definitely better than i thought it would be and it was really good yeah for sure 
Takataichi Mania, and I mean the recent one, not Takataichi Despi Mania, which was also actually pretty great, but the recent Takataichi Mania, which you had the KOPW match between Taichi and Shingo Takagi. Great Texas Death Match. Great. And you said you have not seen that yet, right? Have not seen that. Not seen that. You had a death match with, I'm just going to say, pretty much Suzuki and Akai, uh, Junakai. Um, mm hmm so great match you had these women's matches uh suzuki incredible i am definitely a fan of hers now this was like one of those unexpected shows that just you know blows you away top to bottom where it's just like a lot of these guys you don't even know and being right. surprised in wrestling is great when you see someone you don't even know and you're like holy shit they're actually pretty good so um a yeah. great a great show um do we agree on the winner here justin do you think I think if we're talking about this one last, then yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, let, why don't you introduce it? Yeah. It, you know, we talked about this earlier as being huge news, and that is the Tanahashi coined word, the Forbidden Door. This show was a huge dream for all of us fans, and it's almost easy to forget about how good this was because there's been so much good stuff since then. But this and I was, think... A lot of yeah. what that made the show great was we were kind of a little disappointed with how it was being put together, and it over-delivered. It, it had a really quick, uh, like, month Abbreviated build. kind of build, and I think when we kind of looked at it, like, oh, we'll see what happens, but it ended up being so good, and I think a lot of us came out of saying, man, it's going to be tough to top this show, and it came at the right time. It was right in the middle of the year where we're still remembering it, and we had a lot of stuff happen before in the year to where it was put in a good spot, and I think it just blew us away. We thought it, we all thought it was going to be a pretty good show, but it really just hit it out of the park. And, and let's just say here, this is where Claudio made his debut. That was awesome, too. Mm -hmm. So there were a lot of good moments, a lot of great moments here. And, you know, we talked about our little bubble. Like, <laughs> obviously it wasn't the most bought show. It wasn't the most popular show. It actually did really well, though, dude. It actually did okay. really well in pay-per-view. So well, there you go. This, I guess that's part of it. This actually beat their expectations, and it was right but, up there with a lot of the other uh, AEW pay-per-views for buys. So, But it, for our in our world and in our bubble, this was, this, in, my, in my opinion, and it sounds like yours as well, show of the year, best show of the year. Yeah, and, and you had just dream matches or dream dream people being put together all across the show. Um, mm -hmm. Dream builds. You had Moxley versus Tanahashi. You had Jay White against Adam Page, Okada, and Adam Cole. It's like, what? What? Yeah, that happened. <laughs> that happened. You had Claudio versus Zack Sabre Jr. That's another what the fuck. And that was a last-minute replacement we were supposed to get. Danielson. Daniel Bryan. It's Bryan so, Danielson. And we were also supposed to get CM Punk and Tanahashi, which would have been great. Crazy. Uh, yep. Osprey and Aussie Open against... So uh, there was, like I said, there was a little disappointment with not getting Danielson, not having CM Punk on that show, and it just over-delivered. Yep. Osprey defeated Orange Cassidy. I mean, it's sad that when was great Osprey too. versus Orange Cassidy is overshadowed, like, on a show like this. Like, I almost forgot about that match. And it's like, no, And a lot of people too. felt like... Uh, didn't think that was going to be a great match, and it over-delivered. Everything on that show over-delivered, to be honest with you. There was a new tag team that debuted. Had you ever heard of these guys, the Dudes with Attitude? 
That was Darby Allen, Sting, and Shingo. So that was a yes. new tag team that formed. Hope to see that was though, a lot that of young, fun. And see, and Hiromu didn't make it either. Hiromu was supposed Ooh. to be on that show too. So you had a lot of things that didn't work out, and you were going and saying, "Oh, we don't have CM Punk, we don't have Brian Danielson, we don't have Hiromu Takahashi," but it all worked out and de- over delivered. You know what I mean? Pack defeated Clark Connors, Miro, and Malachi Black. I mean, Rapongi Vice, FTR, United Empire. Minoru Suzuki teamed with Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara, dude. And I mean, you brought up Clark Connors had a great performance as well. Yeah, so. Great fucking show. The show. Great fucking show. I could watch that one again. I, I probably should watch that one again because that is. And they're doing it again. So. There you go. Hopefully it's show of the year next year, too. And you'll have that IWGP Women's Champion against yep, the EW Women's yeah. Champion. It's going to be great. You can't do champion versus champion. You'll have to do a, a fucked up finish, bro. Not necessarily. Well, whatever. J- just yeah. Not our job to book it. Good stuff here. Um, let's see how long we've been going. We got. Oh, we're going two hours already. So let, let's try yeah, to get we're about these last ten minutes. Four, yeah. Even though there are the uh, the big ones here. Go ahead. All right, so we're going to go with best uh, women's female women's wrestler of the year, uh, Saya Kamatani. Yes. Um, who's obviously one of the top um, stardom wrestlers. Um, and uh, you help me out with her a little bit in terms of uh, her She's one of the top stardom wrestlers. She's been with the face of the white belt almost like a knockable right. from a few years ago. She's uh, got a great high flying style, she's tall. Um, she's shows a lot of emotion in the ring. She's uh, she's just been really a feature of stardom. When you watch stardom, you know Kamatani as a match. You're like, oh, this is gonna be exciting. Lots of springboard, you know, out of the ring. She does the Phoenix Splash. She does the 450, and uh, just just a lot of fun to watch, man. Just great. And and her improvement's been incredible over the last couple of years. And where she's on our list now, it's it's just really great seeing Saya up there. Love Saya Kalantani and uh, love seeing what she does in the future too. She just might be a red belt winner in a year or two. Yeah, and then of course we have Becky Lynch who made a big comeback this year after returning from, I believe, having a baby, right? Uh, and she got right put back at right at the top of WWE um, with kind of this, you know, big ego kind of thing going. Um, Was and that she this has- year, dude? I think so. Wasn't it? Didn't she come back this year with um, the Bianca Belair thing? I don't remember. Maybe it was Royal Rumble or, anyways, um, she's you know obviously if you're at the top of you know at the towards the top of WWE you're gonna get mentioned in this category. And um, she was she was there. She was the, the okay that was in 2021. So no, this was after she had her heel turn her this year. Um, she right. got injured at WrestleMania, but Becky Lynch. Like you said, if you're one of the top women's wrestlers in WWE, like you're probably going to be on this list. Um, I mean, she's just she has a great promo. They finally turned her face, like right, like which it was stupid to turn her heel in the first place. So yeah, that whole Bianca Belair stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And speaking and that, of speaking of Bianca Belair, this is probably the workhorse of the WWE women's division in terms of in-ring stuff and. Her just her f- strength and physical ability, like pound for pound, she might be the freaking strongest uh, wrestler on their roster overall. 
um, when you she, think about pound for pound. Um, she's, she's she's really ma- made something of herself. She's got her very recognizable kind of gimmick. Uh, she's got the big ponytails. She's got a great look. I mean, just clicking on all cinders. Probably probably one of the best wrestlers on there mm-hmm. uh, in the world. Women's wrestler. She's great. Um, and then this kind of plays into another WWE star. Um, more of the outside the ring stuff that she's really shined in this year. And that's Rhea Ripley um, with the stuff with Dominic Mysterio and the uh, Judgment Day. Yeah, the Judgment Day thing, the mommy thing. Uh, You know, she's been great. And it's just someone that's literally went from this, like, innocent blonde girl to the complete opposite uh, dark hair, short hair, all that stuff. I mean, unbelievable. Uh, Very physical and... um, even mixing it up with some of the dudes in that, in that, uh, she's been great for sure. Um, and then it, someone that's kind of was just had such a hot start of the year and it's kind of injuries kind of derailed. Yeah. And that's Thunder Rosa. I mean, she was on such a huge run in 2021 uh, and, and in the beginning of 2022. Yeah. Uh, and she, she finally was, turned champion. She finally turned champion. She had some great stuff with Britt Baker uh, that was just really great. She had to kind of chase that title for a while. It was a great storyline. Kind of when the women's division in you could was starting to turn the corner uh, in AEW was getting better. A lot of that had to do with Thunder Rosa. Um, oh yeah. And a lot of people were poo pooing on that division the last couple of years, but she really helped uh, steer the ship there for a while. Very valuable to that division, and that kind of plays into someone that. Uh, benefited from her injury, I guess you can say, was Tony Storm. Uh, you know, had a really great year as well. I've never been the biggest fan of Tony Storm, but she did have a really great year, and um, you know, she was great as well. And then, of course, this is someone that's made a late surge, a huge late surge, and that's Jamie Hayter, currently the the undisputed champion, right? Undisputed champion, um, probably a, a huge help to the fans who really turned her. And she was doing the job in the first place. Uh, and the job she's someone with a lot of, working. Uh, you know, she has a lot of in-ring, in-ring based experience being in stardom and whatnot, right? Yes, also someone who physically transformed themselves uh, from being, uh, and, and no disrespect to anyone, I'm, I'm a very thick person. She looks very different than she did a couple of years ago. She was much thicker back then. She put in the work. She lost a ton of weight and gained a lot of muscle. And she looks like an A-plus superstar at this point from the physical yeah, side. Absolutely. Um, then, of course, you know, we kind of close it out with, uh, you know, three other stardom mainstays, stardom uh, including, Stalwarts. yes, Stalwarts. we have Stalwarts. Tom Nakano, who's mm-hmm. going to be on that Wrestle Kingdom card um, against uh, Kyrie, right? Um, who yes. Who could probably be on this list, too. Um, but, of course, she had kind of a limited work uh, base to do. But she definitely made a little bit of a late run. But Tom Nakano is great. Hayashista. 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 Right? Yeah. Um, she's definitely one of Stardom's top stars. And she's... Um, is she the high-speed... No, she's not the high-speed champion now, is she? I don't think she's champion right now. Right. She's not a champion right now. But she's one of their main stars. And she had that... Uh, she was a big part of um, uh, the crossover. Um, yeah. Yep. Teaming with... Uh, yeah, she, she's just been one of the top people, the top three, four, five 
girls in uh, right in, in stardom and always puts on a good show great look um just you know just an awesome wrestler and she's had another good year and then somebody probably with the brightest future on the list and that's julia who has just won that stardom red belt um against surrey just the other day or yes. yesterday whatever yes. time zone you're living in just a few days ago and i want to kind of take that from you justin and i'm going to say my feelings have changed on this topic because of recent events and kind of looking back and i am going to say that julia is my best women wrestler this year um the recent red belt win kind of solidified her as this top star that we all knew she would become again the crossover appeal um you know i hate to say it because of it is partially because of this, but she has a Western and Asian look about her that gives a lot of crossover appeal. She can speak English. Um, huge, huge deal. Great look. Has wrestled a great year and caps it off by winning the top championship. I would have to give this to any of these stardom girls, in my opinion. I watch more stardom than you, obviously, and yeah. uh, Julia has come out just looking amazing. I also want to put Shuri on here as well, because she, as well, was champion this year, and she had a great year as champion. Well, uh, she carried, honestly, I mean, you're talking about stardom, you're talking about the best women's wrestling yeah. in the world. So, I mean, if Shuri's carrying that title for most of the year, you got to put her on the list, for sure. For sure. Who you got, and, I'm gonna go with Jamie Hader. Okay. She okay. made a late surge, but you know Julia, I think's got the biggest ceiling out of any of these people in terms of, I mean, Julia is gonna play a big part in whatever kind of Western expansion they do with Stardom, oh, yeah. um, and with and I think uh, that it's a name Julia. She sounds like wasn't there a Street Fighter character named Julia or whatever? Mm, no. Well, anyway, sounds like a Street Fighter character. <laughs> Can't but anyway, um, I I just think Jamie Hader leaps and bounds just kind of she made a late surge both these guys both both these women made late surges to kind of snag it away from injuries or well jamie Hader in particular but um nah i mean i can't yeah. go wrong i'm not i can't argue julia but i think jamie Hader just had a huge um it's, it's been a huge year. year yeah a huge year a late start but a huge year great look she was a sidekick of Britt baker at the beginning of the year, yeah. and goes on to basically be the top woman in the division right now. Great. Pr pretty crazy uh, and very exciting. Definitely can't wait to see her in the future. And uh, WWE, uh, we, we, I want to say, there's some great NXT stuff. There's some great WWE stuff. Damage Control, Bailey Comeback, that was all really great. Damage Control has been really cool. EO Sky, uh, I'm so glad uh, that a lot of this talent have been put to the main roster. Recently, you had Tegan Knox go to the main roster. And NXT, there's a lot of great women there, too. Um, there's a lot of people like Toxic Attraction. Again, Sol Rucka, kind of an, a new person. Um, you've got Fallon Henley and, and just a lot uh, uh, you know, Tiffany Stratton, who's new and has been looking good. So there's a lot of stuff to see who I believe I, I I'm, I'm not going to talk about this on the air, but I think I know why Tiffany Stratton took time off and I think I shouldn't talk about that here. But anyways, um, Jamie Hayter for Justin, Julia, but a great year for women's wrestling nonetheless, right? Absolutely. Kyrie too. Kyrie as well, right? Um, yeah. And I, you know, there wasn't a lot of just like, oh my God, huge standout, but just overall. 
Yeah. It was a very big year. And that's actually a good thing is there was so much going on that you can't just really highlight one or two things. There's just so many things. So that's a good year. Yeah, definitely. It was definitely a good year. Um, tag team of the year. So tag team of the year, we got quite a few here. We've got, uh, I guess I'll go in, instead of going in reverse order, how about I just put this at the end here real quick. Sorry guys, we are doing on the air editing because we're advanced that way. Um, we have Aussie Open who uh, have made a great impression this year with the United Empire, would you say? Oh, absolutely. I mean, they've put themselves right on that map of great tag teams kind of in a snap of a finger. I mean, we all have heard of them and kind of saw they've them flying around. on the radar. They've been around for a while. They've been a while like... around for a while, but, you know, you could almost put them in a, in a, in a best new tag team in the spotlight kind of category, like well, a Takeshita. really young looking, too. Yeah, yeah. One of them's in their mid-20s, and... and the other one's in their mid-30s. So there's, like, a kind of a difference there. There's a big brother, little brother thing yeah. going on. But, They're both um, pretty huge dudes, though. Yes, they are. So... Um, but they were, they have basically, yeah, they really benefited from being in the United Empire. Um, and as you'll see here, there's a lot of United Empire <laughs> tag and teams we, in this division. if we had unit faction of the year, it would probably be, uh, probably United Empire. There. Yeah, the, them and absolutely. The Bloodline. Club. Uh, but, and yeah, Bloodline. Bloodline then, but, I mean, United Empire was just yeah. dominant. So, uh, we had the acclaimed um, tag team champions in AEW. Breakout year. I mean, scissor me, daddy ass. I mean, come on. I mean, two years ago, Justin, I, these guys, I really didn't have a ton of hope for. I thought they were good, but I thought they would be mid Carters. Well, I just didn't really like. Didn't hate them. Didn't dislike well, that's them. That's what I'm. That's what I mean, though. But it's like they were just there. That's what makes it so amazing is that they just taken it over, and it's it's great. And, you know, and when people say the fans make the wrestling really. It's it's we look at Jamie Hader and acclaimed, and these are people that the fans have anointed really, and uh, made into these. You know, they got this this huge pops and built and built and built, and now they're champions. Uh, we've got the Usos. What what, what makes Usos? You put them on the list? I mean, they broke the record of the New Day for the biggest tag run. They've been a part of the bet one of the best factions of wrestling. Top two, best three, great, best. Best storyline. They've been involved in almost everything. They've delivered great matches. Year after um, year. <laughs> yeah, so they've been in the top. They've been in the top all year, almost the last two years. Um, really, really hard not to have them on this list. Um, yeah. And undeniable, one of the best tag teams in the world. And probably, you know, the best tag team in WWE for sure. Um, you know, yeah. the last year or two. And uh, hard to deny them that. No, I, I agree. Uh, we've got the Briscoes. Um, Briscoes had a, another great year, uh, specifically not wrestling that much, but killing it in every match. Talk about making part. the most out of your minutes, right? Um, yeah. And, you know, unfortunately for some kind of past Twitter stuff or whatever, uh, the Briscoes have been a little bit of blackballed in terms of getting that national spotlight that, um, you know, some you know, that they could definitely benefit from um and they've been one of the best tag teams for years of course and just undeniably great promos and just look and everything going on for them and putting together a string of just absolutely outstanding matches almost any time you see them um they definitely deserve a spot on this list 
Definitely. Um, you wanted Bishamon on this list. I I just the, 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 that tag team, two guys that were kind of just going nowhere as, as single stars, putting them together, guys mid career, almost like on the almost the beginning of their decline, coming together. Just they got good music they combined and all that stuff. Just thought they've been great. And obviously they won World Tag League. How do you not have the team that won World Tag League consecutive years, right, uh, on this list? Um, and I think they're going to deliver, which could low-key be one of the matches of the night on Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, I got high expectations for them. Definitely is a possibility. Uh, Catch-22, who is that again? Catch-22 is TJP and... Oh. Uh, Francisco, Francisco Akira. Okay. And yeah, they're, they're I thought great. they've been great. I love the dynamic of we talked about the Big Brother Little Burger, much like their uh, United Empire, um, uh, you know, teammates or whatever faction mates. Uh, they got the Big Brother Little Brother thing going on here with TJP, who say what you want about the guy in terms of what he the stuff he puts out there on social media. This dude is honestly one of the best wrestlers in the world. And he can wrestle any style and all that. And you have, like, this young guy Especially wrestling with him. Especially for his great... age. And he looks yeah. like he's still 25. I know. He's great. And, uh, you know. Black don't crack. <laughs> well, he's or half Fili- Filipino. Excuse me. Half Filipino don't. No, let's not even. Peel? peel? Filipino don't peel? I don't know. Okay. Um, I just got <laughs> Anyways. Hey, I have half Asian kids. So I did take a year or so ago no, two, two three years ago I took my young, my oldest son to go see him at the wrestling guy store and he got his autograph we have an autograph figure oh, of TJP okay. really nice awesome. guy I've, I've had DMs with him he's a really nice guy just I don't agree with everything he says but hey man that's the world we live in so uh, but you like yeah. his art yes exactly yeah. and got- he's one of the best in the world he can do any style he's great and they're a great tag team and they're going to have a great match with Leo Rush and um Yo, for sure, and that could be another great match. And they won the best the World Tag Junior Tag League, so they got to be on the list. Um, they've kind of simmered. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, they didn't win best of the Junior Tag League. That was uh, Leo. Rose no, they won it last year, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Well, they're the champs. They're not right now. So they're the champs. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, sorry about that. We've got Street Profits. We've from WWE. We've got Street Profits. We've got uh, the New Day. Um, yeah. Street Profits. I would. Edge over the New Day. New Day is now NXT Tag Champions. I didn't think they had that crazy of a year this year. Um, in fact, no, they, had... they, uh, they just belong on the list because they're still relevant. And Street Profits kind of broke up, and or we have an injury with them. But they had a really great run at the beginning of the year where they were giving the Usos a run for their money. Um, Street, but uh, honestly... Street... Outside of the Usos, you didn't really have a lot of standout tag performers in WWE this year. Well, we, no, we, we did have American Alpha, though, and the Street Profits. That's been and, great. And, That's and, been and, more of a, uh, you know, like a, uh, you know, a in-ring microphone thing than it has been uh, in terms of match performance, too. I will say Street Profits, though, are pretty great in the ring. Montez Ford is awesome. And, you know, you always thought of him as the Shawn Michaels of the group. And Angela Dawkins is, is actually really great, too. Uh, yeah. Seeing him live, too, is is quite a treat. Um, those guys if can we're really just, go. If we're just talking about best tag teams, they're definitely on the list. But tag team of the year? Not sure. Yeah. 
Um, NXT, we had Pretty Deadly and the Creed Brothers. Pretty Deadly coming from NXT UK. Uh, great, great time as tag team champions. Those guys really have kind of the whole package to be on main roster. They look great with the long hair. They can. They are hilarious in the in their promos. They're very funny, almost like a little of a DX kind of funniness, except with all the stupid humor. Um, I, I really like these guys, and I hope to see more of them. I think they had a great year. The Creeds, uh, also, just crazy stuff. You want to see some crazy shit that you should never do in a wrestling ring? You just watch these guys. These guys do moves that they get banned from doing next week all the time. <laughs> um, I see the Creeds are, are absolutely crazy. Uh, they, they've done stuff that I'm like, why? I've never seen that on WWE. So uh, I'll have to send you some stuff of them and... Uh, see some of their band moves um i also have to add the elite and the death triangle right these have to be two of the best tag teams of the year well yeah elite with their late run and what they were doing in the beginning um you know yeah absolutely and then the death triangle for really just kind of stepping up when the elite uh you know got suspended or whatever um have really carried that six-man division uh and, and for just having most these, of the year having th this tag series is the you know, how often do they do four out of seven? Not often. So this is by default the best four out of seven um, series yeah. in wrestling history. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Justin and I were... Did we say this on air or did we say... It was like, fuck it, just do three out of five. Yes, we said that for the Death Triangle. Yes, like, let's just did. see this every time nowadays. Because I love tuning in and just knowing, oh shit, I'm getting a badass trios match tonight on Dynamite. It's like it's exciting every week. So, and, and right. you know, they... Uh, their match, some of their matches could have been a match of the year for some people. So, definitely great. We might have to with with the talent in AEW, we might have to do best trios next year. You know what I mean? Yeah, we'll see how that. And of course, we could have like a New Japan stuff as well mixed into that. So, well, there, yeah, because there's three man teams in I think Ring of Honor and in New Japan. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, but, you know, this is one of the first places besides Mexico to take a trios belt quite seriously. So it's pretty exciting in that sense. It's not a throwaway title. Um, my winner of the year is just FTR. I mean, these guys went on a tear this year. They had great match after great match. Um, we've got more of it coming up next year in a week. <laughs> so uh, super exciting stuff. Their, their trilogy with... The uh, the Briscoes was awesome. I loved the first match the most. Um, they had a violent dog collar match. They they did all different styles. They just went to Mexico. These guys were like Kenny Omega a few years ago when he was going to every country. You know what I mean? Um, these guys are really in their true prime as as a tag team, and I love seeing that. Yeah, and you're kind of getting that kind of stripped down thing as part of their story right now, and they've been all over the world winning titles and losing titles. I mean, yeah, they've been great, absolutely. Uh, it's interesting um, to see if they will be in AEW in a few years. We'll um, I guess see. That's I mean, here nor there. Yeah, or anywhere, to be honest. But yeah. no, they're a close second to me for sure, but I'm okay. going to go with the Usos. Nice. You, you, because you I think they've shows. delivered in ring and they've been part of great outside the ring storylines and they're yeah. in WWE, which is the top company. Yeah. I think you just can't if the Usos, I just I, I I can't be talked out of it in terms of that. I mean Aussie Open got some consideration from me. 
um, FTR, but I just feel like the Usos just stood out in every category. Yeah, and again, I say this, especially with the storyline, I think Jay uh, really delivered in the storyline section, which the Usos were always a great tag team. Really, since we started watching, they were always good. Yeah, um, and, and they're double champs, and they've been that way. They have the longest title champs, run, they too. Have the, they have the record. They beat the New Day. Um, but even their their acting and their storylines have been yep. great. It's like they've put in, been put in all the best situations. This is the best year of their career, I would say. Absolutely. And uh, their best year without painted faces, I guess. <laughs> Ooh. So they still do that, though, right? Ooh. <laughs> A little bit. I don't know. I don't know. Do Anyways, they still say but... day one shit? Ish. Uh, A little bit. Okay. We the ones is what they do now. We the ones. Yeah. Is, I thought that was like the Cleveland Bengals. Or, anyways, Cincinnati That's Bengals. That's who day. Who day? I think. Okay. Yeah, what is who dat? Who dat? Or that's the Saints. Okay. I'm worried. I think. One of anyways. Who cares? Uh. <laughs> all right. We got best match, right? Best match. So best match. Okay, we kind of looped in this one. Okada and Osprey. Um, yeah. They had a great G one match, right? And then they also had an outstanding match at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, God, I wouldn't be mad at either one of those if someone picked them. It's hard to make an I, I argument against that. With Meltzer, they were like the top two. Yeah, so, I mean, not, not mad a huge at that. Surprise. Uh, and, of course, this was a dynamite, which I believe, right? Swerve in our glory versus the Young Bucks versus Hobbs and Starks in kind mm-hmm. of a three-way tag match. Yep. Yep. Um, and then we have uh, another Swerve in our glory match uh, against the Acclaimed, right? Which was great for the yes. tag titles. This is, I believe, when the Acclaimed won? Yes. there was a couple, weren't there? Yes, and Swerving Our Glory for his mentioning in two matches and not to I put know, him on the tag list team. of tags. Let's throw him on the nominees right now. Just okay. okay, they're in the nominees. <laughs> and they've had a nice storyline with Are They Broke Up, Are They Not as well. So there's been a little outside the ring stuff that has made them a little spicier as well. And I of think course, Swerve is just incredible. And then Keith Lee on top of it is like a double dose. You got the, the, the contrast. And on the fly, I'm going to throw a best match that we don't have on here, which was uh, Yuta versus, Wheeler versus Moxley on Rampage, I believe oh, yeah. it was. Oh, yeah, and we talked about that, too. That that match is incredible. That's and one I, I showed it on wrestling fans. And I've said this over and over again about matches in our broadcast, like uh, in our episodes. You, in, to make a great match, I need that great visual. Oh, and yeah. the visual of Yuta Wheeler holding on to ropes with that crimson mask as they call it mm-hmm. great imagery um that my, this my match imagery offered. from that is mox just getting fucking dove on at the start of the there match. you go I and then if you want to talk about some imagery let's talk oh, about geez. uh at taka despi mania uh, el desperado versus june kasai in the death match oh. and both of you, us are not huge death match fans but in this fact, one, I dislike it most of the yeah, time. Yeah, I have this, to go with you a little bit on that as well. But we could not look away at this one. And the ripped mask, uh, the middle and you fingers. Know what's, what's great is he's worked his way with that gimmick. He obviously doesn't care showing his face um, that yeah. much. He's done it with Hiromu. He does mm-hmm. it. It's not still not overused at this point. Like he, No, he and, it, it, and every time one, he like brought it to, to 11. Yes, yes, absolutely. 
Um, and then we had a more recent one in November at uh, Battle Autumn, which was Osprey and Naito. I mean, you know, yeah. they talk about Naito, you know, kind of his knees being bad, not in the best shape in the world, but God he damn, did he deliver this year. the most in New Japan this year. Yeah, dude. and he, at every spotlight he gave, he did not disappoint. And this match was just unbelievable the storytelling Incredible with the with chemistry. the osprey neck um naito's just one of the best in the world osprey might be the best in the world right now i yeah. mean this match was a little bit under 30 minutes and it was absolutely incredible and i loved it yeah yeah it, it was it was just great i could watch that one again and again and leading to this match which was at uh battle for the castle what was it called Clash castle of the attack castle. Class of the Castle, Gunther versus Sheamus. Now this is one where if someone hasn't watched, maybe somebody like us where we haven't watched WWE for a while and we fell in love with the New Japan style. We got, hey man, you got to watch Gunther and Sheamus just smack the shit out of each other for what was it, 17, 18 minutes or whatever it was. Yeah. Holy crap, was that great! Uh, and the, of course, the imagery of the, Sheamus's red yeah. chest. <laughs> Afterwards, and the, and the image for me is 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 that I will never forget is seeing these two dudes beat the fuck out of each other while their teams around them are doing dives out of the ring. Yet the two opponents don't notice any of that because they are too busy fucking each other up. So it's like very good. That's where the amazing. kind of the WWE kind of nonsense in the background. I feel like well. they're pulling that kind of that that's getting from that 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 PWG style with some of that there stuff. There you go. <laughs> um, a little bit of influence there. So yeah. And this was from Money in the Bank back in July. I thought was a great match. Was the Street Profits and the Usos. Um, it was a little bit of false finish. Uh, false finish city. Okay. Um, and one of the best Lots tag team outs. matches here. It was great. It was a really great match, and I think it went on really long, too, if my memory serves me correctly. Very great match. Probably the best tag team match. One of the best tag team matches of the year. Um, really loved it. Um, and, of course, something that offered us one of the biggest moments of the year, which was Jonah versus Okada in the G1, uh, where Jonah won and stunned that crowd in Osaka to the point where they actually made noise when they weren't supposed to. They, they definitely um, made noise, and, and Jonah was a shock to the Japanese audience when he does his torpedo. Yes, yes. you had people gasping. Um, and I hope WWE does it. When he steps down and they shake the ring with the camera, I love such a cool oh, thing. Oh, yeah. They make him look. I love. I hope WWE steals that. Um, yeah. Great stuff. I mean, obviously one of the and, biggest moments of the year. And their and match at Declaration of Power was awesome as well. Absolutely. And, um, of course, this is another one for the, for the visual sense of that giant bruise and that was the seth cody hell in a cell um great yeah, stuff th this match for me was it was not as compelling as other people said more I, of a theatric match more of a presentation match than it was like execution it, it definitely was pretty shocking um when in right. fact i saw your drawing of it before the match my first reaction was no god no he's not really injured like that or something like i hope oh, to he god, was. that's not really what he looked like and right. you're like nope or maybe you said go watch and i was just like oh that is brutal and i also to... wanted to throw the two dog collar matches in here as well uh the mjf and cm punk and then also the briscoes ftr gotta be on this list as well S as as so on again, this list. with our lack of cage match skills, uh, best match, 
And, you know, I do keep track of this stuff. I do have my, like, five-star match, you know, counter and stuff like that. So we try. We're probably missing stuff. You might be able to tell us, what about this match? And Justin and I will yeah. be like, yeah, actually, that was the match of the year that we forgot about. But uh, sure. we tried to make a pretty good um, mix here of stuff. So that Seth and Cody Hell in a Cell. Shit, the Seth and Cody WrestleMania match was great, too. It was. Uh, but you know what I'm going to go with? I'm just going to say it. Osprey Naito at Battle Autumn. Osprey Naito at Battle Autumn. That's you my match of the year. remember what your match of the year was last year? It was the tag match with uh, the Young Bucks and uh, the Lucha Brothers. Yes. The cage match. That's right. That was. Yeah. I think we shared that segment, we did. didn't we? Yeah, yeah. we did. Um, Osprey Naito Battle. Osprey Naito Battle Autumn. Second time these guys had wrestled. It was, shit, if they wrestled now, it'd still be new to me. Uh, amazing chemistry from the get-go, right? Absolutely. And they teased it a little bit in their G1 stuff. Personality-wise, uh, they just match up really well yeah. as well. doesn't matter who's playing baby, who's playing heel. These guys are just two consummate professionals. Um, yeah, and again, Naito with the, the most wrestled in New Japan. Kind of crazy. It is. Um, but... It also makes sense. Um, so, you know, this is kind of crazy for me, man. I love New Japan, and I love the 30, 40-minute, you know, singles matches. They are my favorite thing. Um, these AEW tag matches, though, heavy PWG style, have just been fucking me up this year. Like, I, I just absolutely love them. This, they, they've not only got the PWG ridiculous fast-paced action, but they are telling stories in a lot of these matches. And um, this is from someone who has really hated the Young Bucks years and years ago. And hated? Okay. Yeah, I really hated them when I first saw them. And they were doing, like, the crotch chops and the too sweet. Sure. I thought it was okay. really lame. Um, but this was a match on Dynamite. Swerve in Our Glory versus Young Bucks versus Hobbs and Starks. Um, now, I still haven't seen that trios match on Dynamite, so I can't really rate it. I saw it live, but I need to see it again on uh, Dynamite. That was awesome, but uh, I don't want to get too much recency bias here. So maybe next year, I might do a star on that one and be like, actually this. But uh, this that Swerve in Our Glory, Young Bucks, Hobbs and Stark match, I must have watched that match like five times, man. It was like, it was the, the Swerve... Swerve in our glory is so good. We were seeing the the moves off of <laughs> off of uh, Keith Lee. You know, mm -hmm. we had Hobbs and Stark storyline that was kind of working and uh, it turning into that feud. And then you had the Young Bucks. Yeah, I absolutely loved this match. People might be surprised. Oh, how can you give a dynamite match a match of the year? But I really have to look. What match did I just? was obsessed with this year mm -hmm. and i went like i said i went back and watched it um i mean last year i thought one of the best matches was uh was what's it called like um tanahashi versus shingo you know and that's a match not a ton of people talked about but shit it's like it's the match that really moved me and uh you know i i, I wrote it down on my google docs i write down this stuff and I just wrote like this this match five stars this match was absolutely incredible i loved it so awesome yeah, yeah can't go wrong can't go wrong so osprey versus naito and swerve in our glory versus young bucks 
Thank you guys for listening, and we are... Wait a second. We got one more. We got the big one here, I guess. Oh, we forgot the biggest one. I did. Go ahead. Let's, uh, let's hear it. I, yeah, so... Or is it my turn? Best... Best male wrestler of the year, right? Uh, I think it's... You no, know, it's your turn. Take Best us home, John. Best wrestler of the year. Again, a little bit of a small list. Um, we probably could have added a ton of people to this. Um, but uh, this this was a great year in wrestling, and there were a lot of great wrestlers this year. We had Chris Jericho, who had critically the best career he's ever had, Justin. Well, that's what he calls it, and it's hard to, you hard know... Hard to argue with that. He was bl- I mean, reinvented himself four times this year yet again. Yeah, and he's just been, like... He shows no sign of creatively, like, giving up or anything. I mean, the guy's still... He's one of those guys... You see these guys in their 50s, late 40s out there, and sometimes you're like, give it up, dude. But I don't really get that sense with Jerrica. He blew a fireball in people's face, dude. Yeah. <laughs> He did. That he was, was the wizard cool. this year. The His wizard. nickname at one point there was the wizard. I mean, just it's just so great. He just leans Les, into all this stuff. Less sex gods. Remember that? And you know what? Let's also say that he was probably one of the guys that after that backstage brawl probably really kept things together for the... Um, as, a, as a locker room later. Yeah. Yes. So let's, Most likely. Let's, some of his backstage stuff, I bet you, is, uh, you know very important to that company as well i feel like he is very politically important and he's dedicated to and he's dedicated to whoever he works for Mm -hmm. and uh chris jericho's awesome uh i think he's been on this best wrestler list year after year since he probably joined new japan so um, yeah just god i just wanted to keep going um i will i will watch that guy all the time you know you're getting a good match um Absolutely. Even when you're not sure, like you're, you're going to get one. Uh, we had Brock Lesnar. I think you put him on this list. Well, I mean, he won the Royal Rumble and he yeah. won at WrestleMania. We I'm were not asking even really was a Brock goof, Lesnar fan. Goofy Brock, and no, it wasn't Money in the Bank Brock with the Boom Brocks, but uh, it was uh, it was Goofy Brock without Paul Heyman. He was a cowboy, kind of a farm rancher guy, right? And he used a yeah. tractor in a match or a, a backhoe, or something like that. And for a while, he was doing some funny stuff with Sami Zayn and all that. So there was some comedy, comedy Brock. It wasn't quite the dancing with the boombox, but he was doing some funny stuff this year and just being more of himself. It seemed like, and was probably one of his better years personality-wise. Cody Rhodes, uh, another year that we we've pretty much talked all about Cody, right? Yeah, we. So, I think we've pretty much covered the Cody saga for sure. Cody, but you, you guys understand by reinvent, uh, not a reinvention, but a change of atmosphere and uh, a good choice for him. It was time to leave. The Just territory. making exactly making the right decision for his yeah. own personal uh, career. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Braun Breaker. We haven't said a word about him all night, but he had a great year as NXT champion. Had a lot of great matches, and if this guy is lined up to be the next... I, I don't know if I think he could be the next uh, John Cena. Probably not. Uh, he can't talk as well, but he's had a great year wrestling. And uh, I mean, he's got to be on the short list of guys that take out Roman Reigns eventually, right? Yeah, definitely. Eventually he will. Um, and he's still champion, so he's still going. Um, love to see some more interaction with... Who did he be? Dolph Ziggler for the NXT title for a little bit there. 
Um, right. An interesting year. But no, he's had some really good stuff this year. And when he pulls off his shoulders, his, the shoulder straps and, you know, does the, the big spear and stuff, it's uh, really great stuff. Um, Sami Zayn, again, someone who we've talked a lot about. But, gosh, just to someone that was one of the best baby faces I had ever seen in WWE, no lie, he back was. in NXT. He was. Mm-hmm. Now becoming another babyface in a whole different way. I thought they had ruined his career when they changed him. To be honest, man. Well, listen. I mean, if this award was basically just off of like storyline prominence and all that, Sami Zayn would run away with it. Um, you know, his outside the ring stuff was. I mean, what was Sami Zayn's best match this year? Right. That's how high he shined to get on this list with his stuff that he was doing outside the ring. Yeah. Of course, when he was in the ring doing matches, war it was great. Maybe. Yeah, war games. Um, you know, Which was story whatever. Line, was sto- heavily storyline. So heavily, yes. heavily storyline. He's up there, but the, hey, that's part of pro wrestling. And, and I think we're and, gonna get more into that uh, as we go. It's not all about being the best in ring wrestler. It is. But if Sammy is on the TV when I'm going around, I'm gonna watch. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I could say that about every guy in this list. I might pass over or turn the channel. But if Sammy was there, I'm watching. Yep, I agree. I agree. Um, another guy who's always on the list is Okada. Um, he was champion this year. Uh, sadly lost it. But um, it's been won a the slow G1. Bit, Won the G1. Um, it's been a slow build recently. Now, did he win the G1 two years in a row? Yes, he did. Okay, so that that's another huge thing. Um, I've heard people say, oh, I'm sick of New Japan. Okada's always on top. Okada is a guy you could push for five years, and I will be totally okay with that. Like, I, I, I'm okay with him beating everybody. Well, like, he was the best guy to me. hold that title going into the 50th anniversary year, and I'm surprised oh, he's... Yeah. I, I, I think a lot of us thought he might have held it the whole year. Yeah. Um, well, you this know. is going to be the Inoki celebration coming up, and he's also changed his uh, move set and stuff to to have some Inoki stuff in there. He's doing an Enziguri. Um, this guy really can't go wrong uh, when he's put in that, and he's different from a lot of these other guys. No, he's not a big storyline guy. He is good at long matches, and he is the best at that. Maybe besides a few other people, we'll talk about, but. Uh, another great year for him as well we go to the opposite side of the spectrum as far as not necessarily wrestling but talking we have mjf who's had great matches too he's had a great matches and i think he's someone who because of another guy on this list um was basically i think they were going to hold off a little bit longer on his um Title rise um and yeah. they had to shotgun it because of certain certain circumstances i believe and you can just say it because of another person. CM Punk. CM Punk. Yeah, because yeah. and we've covered CM Punk enough. He's on the list just because, you know, he's had some great matches. He had he was in the main storylines and his comeback was a huge story. Um, so CM Punk, let's get rid of that. We've talked about him and MJF. Obviously, probably the brightest future of someone on this list. I mean, one of them. Um, yeah. 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 No. No. I, I would say the brightest future for sure. The age, yeah. um, something you all know. If you're listening, you know that. And uh, you know that he belongs in this category uh, along with the next guy, um, John Moxley. Uh, God, one of the best years of his career as well. 
Um, Absolutely. He hasn't been at the top the whole time, but he has... Most of it, though, right? He's He's been interim. one of the rocks for AEW. When it, he's skipped oh. vacation to come back, and and he's just been there. Another guy, we talk about Jericho as being the locker room guy. I think Moxley has as equal importance to that company. I think I know that for a fact, and I will talk more about it in a little bit here. Um, next, we have the top WWE superstar, Roman Reigns. Again, he's probably in one of the best storylines in wrestling and being the top guy in part of that storyline. His heel character work has been awesome, yet he's still cheered. He's probably cheered now more than he ever has been, Justin. Well, they finally got it right with him this yeah. last couple of years. Since the yeah. pandemic started, they finally got it right with him. The bloodline thing, the Paul Heyman thing. Mm-hmm. Um all, it's, all the it's, catch for all the catchphrases, you know, with the tribal chief, acknowledge me, all that stuff. N- no it's more just, suffering, succotash. No more believe oh, that. Oh, stop, <laughs> dude! I, I actually watched an old Shield promo from back in the day, and they actually positioned him, positioned him as like the dumb guy. He was he was all like like us stay together. He was the forever. muscle. Forever. Uh, he was yeah, the muscle. But it was like it was like mental issues type of. He was like, the, it was he bad. Was, he was the muscle, but um. This is stuff they should have done years ago, obviously. Um, the only thing cheesy left with him is the Superman punch. Uh, I love the Superman punch. <laughs> Dude, but I love it's... when he cocks his I'm not, but this is unironically. <laughs> when he cocks his arm like a shotgun and says, ooh, that shit is bomb, bro. Why would you ever say something bad about that? You're wild. <laughs> um, so here we go. I think maybe since this is the last guy, yeah. are we in agreement on this one? Let's hear what you gotta say. I mean, this guy. I mean, sometimes with his attitude and his personality that you see, you, you don't want to like him, right? Or you you want to. I've never you know, that. You want to be foo foo about him for some reason. Because but of God something that it. happened a few years ago that. Everything Will Osprey does in the ring. Is yeah. Is is. The best match in the world. I mean, any of these guys. I mean, Will Ospreay is the best wrestler in the world. He's a and pretty I'm good s- promo. He he has that. He has he has, has an established character and gimmick and personality. He's in one of the most accomplished factions. Um, and I just think what puts him over the edge of someone like Roman and a lot of these other guys in this list is just every match is. Whether it's a, a tag match beforehand, whether it's uh, a match in England that maybe not a lot of people get to see live, um, this dude killed it in every company he wrestled for. He killed it, and he's and he's he's lucky that he's still wrestling for Rev Pro. He killed it there. He had great matches with Ricky Knight, Michael Oku, uh, bat, bat, Speedball, Mike Bailey. There we go, Mike Bailey. Yep. Um, definitely a, an amazing year for him. And just a match of the year after match of the year. From yep. the beginning to the end of the year. They, you know, a lot of these guys were like, he had a really great start of the year. It's like, no, he had a great whole Consistent. year. Consistent. Yeah, and you know what? There's no reason why he's not going to do the same thing next year. Yeah, and the year after that. Very injury. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty wild, man. Um, this was a... I think that's a great choice. This was a category that for me was like daily. I was 
thinking about it. You know what I mean? It's like every day it was like, okay, and I thought, okay, no, it should be this guy. It should be this guy. And I think for the sake of, um, for making a little bit different and also having trouble highlighting here, and that's okay. <laughs> uh, I think for the sake of things being a little bit different and also just to talk a little bit about him, I say John Moxley because uh, here's the thing. I hey, I'm not mad at that. I do think Will Ospreay is the has had the best wrestling matches this year by far, probably. Um, I mean, everything has been great, but uh, Moxley has done a lot of stuff. I mean, not only had great matches, also great promos, also held a company together. You know, also yes. sacrificed himself uh, for his personal company. life. Yeah. And I think what did this for me was Wednesday night, to be honest. Moxley came out three times on the show, okay? He came out uh, and wrestled, killed it, had an amazing match. Then he came out and did a promo later, fucking killed it. Um, and then finally he came out and he gave a promo after the show, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, you know, it put a tear in my eye, dude. He said that the last time we came to Colorado, I was just new champion. And I was there. I watched it. And you're like, wait, he remembers this too? You know? He said, uh, he said, and then everything shut down. And I wrestled in front of nobody. And I was like, you know, we're all like, yeah. And he goes, and, you know, I knew, w, uh, I knew AEW wasn't back until we came back to Colorado. And everyone was just freaking out. And, uh. I just knew then, like, this guy, you know, of course, he, you know, the fans you guys make us, and I'll bust my ass for you because you bust a, a pretty typical post-show promo. But um, it really struck me. Like, he came out three times that night. This guy really is the leader of AEW and mm. in, in ring. And uh, I really think that this might be looked at as one of the best uh, years of his career. And I want to honor him with... Uh, best wrestler so will osprey and john moxley are our best wrestlers of the year to go through it real quick best match was swerving our glory young bucks hubs and starks and osprey versus naito tag team of the year was usos and ftr best woman wrestler jamie hater and julia best show was the forbidden door unanimous uh mm -hmm. want to keep going justin yeah best new wrestler we went with shooter and roxanne perez uh, most underutilized, both of us agreed on House of Black. Mm -hmm. uh, best storyline, we both agree with Sami Zayn and the Bloodline. Um, biggest disappointment, I'll take us through the last two, uh, three, I mean. Yeah. Biggest disappointment, I went with CM Punk, press conference and the backstage fight. How did they not make that work? And of course, you went with the former WWE wrestlers in AEW. Um... It, we agree with best news was Triple H getting the fresh set of eyes on WWE Creative with Vince McMahon having to resign. And the biggest news of the year, um, you went with the all-out fight with CM Punk. Uh, and I went with Vince McMahon not being dead and not being in control of WWE Creative anymore. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this has been the longest episode we've ever done, oh my guys. So Absolutely. Guys we're looking like a keeping welcome. it strong style, man. I can't believe it. I know I'm going to go out there and they're like, where were you? So I know. Seriously, <laughs> I was I was planning on being done here by like 11. But hey, uh, that's cool. We had the energy. Maybe it helps that you're off your energy drinks, Justin. Oh, like, a lot of coffee. 
Yeah, you're, you're doing good. But because it was so long, we are going to get out of here, guys. Um, we appreciate all you guys listening. Let us know how you feel about all this, as I said before. And we will see you guys later. Happy early new year and all that.